I'll be like, oh, I think I know names. And then as soon as I say something, I'm like, well, I just butchered their name. Yep. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'll just freeze. Like, I'm just not going to talk to this person. <laughs> I'm just going to no. walk away. Well, I've done that where, so because like English culture, it's like some people might deny it or whatnot, but where I'm from, we're very huggy people. So when I come to America and everyone does the handshakes, I was like, oh, I've not really done a handshake. <laughs> so I concentrate so hard on getting the handshake right. I just completely miss what their name was. And then three weeks will go past and I'm like, I still don't know their name. <laughs> and it's too late for me to know. <laughs> like, if they just let me hug them, I would know their name. <laughs> yeah, you're like, and then so you just go up and you're like, hey, you. Yeah. Or if they're across the other side of the bar, I'd walk one side to the other side just to talk to them. Oh like, man, what? being socially awkward is the best. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Joining me today is uh, Jenny. Jenny, thanks for hopping on. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> and we we're just talking about how uh, how there's a big difference in in climate and, and states and time zones, and talking about how people like don't even pump their own gas and completely <laughs> random. But um, let, let's no, just no digs at certain states. Then no digs. <laughs> definitely not digging on Oregon at all. And I think you weren't digging oh, on New Jersey, okay. so. <laughs> Yeah, it's starting out to the on, the on the right foot there. But um, well, what's what's your last name? It's Hodge, right? Yes. So it's like Dodge, Hodge, Dodge. Too or I always say like Hodgepodge without the podge. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what team do you play for? Uh, so this year I'm playing with um, Royale Dodgeball, the women's, and then uh, for Coed I'm with Goat this season. Nice. Were you um? You were with Goat last season, were you? No, I was with Arkham. Okay. Um, so like with Josh Ty and Jose and everyone. But um, Edgar, that's one Goat used to be with Arkham the season before. Okay. Is Arkham still, are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. Um, I think they're primarily, they still have all the players um, from New York City. Okay. Um, but Alfred Kwan, um, and I were both on Arkham, but we moved to Ohio. And so we decided to leave the team because they were, everybody got to practice together all locally. And so we wanted to branch out and do different teams this season. Gotcha. And so thank you for reminding me. So you're, you're originally from New York, right? Is that correct? Uh, well, I'm from England. <laughs> oh, we'll get there, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but probably three years ago when I moved to America, I moved to New York. So it was probably up until Labor Day weekend. I was there. And then we just moved to Ohio. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really city life, Ohio, New York city, Ohio is better than New York city, obviously. <laughs> hmm. And um, so, so you're from, you're from England. And that was the thing that like struck me, like I was really shocked. I guess I'd never heard you speak before. <laughs> and um, I remember you being around for a while, so I was like, "Oh, I wow, I've never actually heard you talk before." And this is when we were um, briefly speaking during the LA Classic in December. I was like, "Holy crap, she's she's British!" Like, how, how did how did <laughs> I like, miss that? that? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I feel like uh, I get that a lot. Like, especially when I go to a tournament, they're like, "Oh, she's played here for a couple of years," and then I go and talk to them, and they're like, "Wait, 
you're English, you're not from here. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Uh, well, this is going to sound terrible. Is is there a difference between being British and English? Um, not really. So okay. it's just, if I say British, then people automatically assume England. But when you're in England, you just refer to like, oh, well, I'm from England because obviously British is part of um, like the other countries that are involved. So like Scotland, Wales, uh, Northern Ireland. That comprise Great Britain, I guess, or the UK. Yeah. Or- I think it's just I'm not used to saying myself as being British. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we have it easy because we just be like, oh yeah, we're we're American, and that's just that's that. Yeah. <laughs> you could say North American, I guess, but that's. Well, even if you say North American, everybody else in the world's just like, oh, that's America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Just like I told Colin, like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot New Jersey's a state. I need to just brush up my geography, especially <laughs> because of this <laughs> podcast, which I guess is a good thing. Uh, it's better late than never. But um, so you said uh, you moved three years ago. Uh, so you're you're from like you're, you're from England then uh, your whole life or. Uh, so I'm a half and half. So I'm a dual citizen. OK. Uh, my father's American and my mother's English. And I was actually born uh, in Virginia. So okay. I was born in America, and then uh, when I was a kid, my dad was in the Air Force. That's so what I was going to ask. Yeah, it was military. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so we moved in and out of America, um, well, between America and England up until I was about 10. And then parents split, and I grew up up until like three years ago uh, in England. And oh, then okay. I decided to move back to America. <laughs> what? Why did you decide to do that? Like, what was the reason? <clears throat> um, so originally it was when I was at university. Um, I studied architecture at university. And um, we had this really close connection with a company that was in New York City. So every year they would take out interns, um, like four interns from my architecture course. And... Um, We'd come out and it would originally just be for a year because people would just get that's the student visa to come out mm-hmm. um, and you work for a year and then you can go back to england so i was like well i want to try it i want to try living in america now that i'm an adult and not a little child going what's this what's that <laughs> right and uh so i did it and halfway through the year i was like well you know what i'm really enjoying it here i've developed a lifestyle that I really like and I've just decided to stay and it helps that I'm a citizen so didn't have to worry about the visa yeah it was an easy <laughs> easy choice for you yeah whenever I meet other English people they're like oh oh I'm only here for a year how long are you here for I'm like oh, I'm as long as I want oh, I can stay <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I get tons of people are like are you on a green card I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool so um was it dodgeball that really just wanted to, that they kept you Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that was a clear choice. Um, so, did you? Uh, I can't help myself. Did you? Did you play dodgeball in England? Like, uh, like, how did you get into it? As yeah, I actually started out in England. I started in university. Um, so I think I actually started playing 2012. Awesome. I think when I was in university, um, it was 2012, and. I remember I was walking around a fresher stall. So they, your freshman year, it's your first week of university. They have this thing called Freshers Week. So 
you do activities, you see different sports and societies um, that the university offers, and then you go clubbing throughout the week. Um, but they have this fair there that has all the sports out. And um, I remember just going through the stands and I'd originally wanted to join the badminton team. Oh. Um, but they told me that you had to try out for it. I was like, well, what if you don't make it? Can you still play? And they said, no, you have to try out. And if you don't make it, you can't play. I was like, oh, I don't want to join a sport or like, I don't want to be part of this group where it's like, oh, you have to try out. If you're not good enough, then you just can't play anything that you love doing. And then the next stall over was dodgeball. Nice. I was like, oh, I remember about this. Cause when I was a kid, uh, I remember at elementary school that they would let's play dodgeball. Um, I was like, oh, I remember doing this. And then I met people and they were really, really nice. Um, some of them are still my closest friends. So. <laughs> nice. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll sign up and um, I'll try it out. And I went, the, uh, probably wasn't the first night, but I went one night um, after like a couple of weeks and then instantly fell in love with it. <laughs> so when I moved to America, I was like, oh, what's something that I can do to make friends? I was like, well, I made some of my closest friends that's in Dodgeball in England. I was like, I'll see if there's something here. Um, so when some people look at online and they're like, oh, I'll join a social sport to get to know people. I was like, where's, where's Dodgeball nice. in New York? <laughs> I'm like, where's the Dodgeball? <laughs> where's the Dodgeball at? Give me the Dodgeball. Yeah. That's awesome. So you, you said you, you played in, el in, ah, in elementary school back then. What was, uh, do you remember what that was like? Like with like the rule set or what what a game entailed? Oh, when you're a child, there's no rules. Just it's just go. <laughs> throw balls at each other and have no. Uh... Tons of adults go and you got hit and you're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. And so... I, I remember being tall enough to when I'd hold. It was like the big balls, like kick balls, or well, I don't know. When you're when you're small, you think everything's bigger. Right. But I remember it being the big ball, so probably eight point five, and. I remember it being bigger than my head. And so I remember just throwing it and then like everybody would get hit in the face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But so I think that was like second grade. <laughs> so you're causing all the headshots, all the all the negative stuff that people are afraid of nowadays when it comes to kids playing dodgeball. Yeah. Well, I met <laughs> up with one of my friends. Uh, I went to Vegas in the summer and I met up with one of them that I went to elementary school with. And he was talking about, oh, do you remember playing dodgeball when we were in second grade? And I was like, yeah. It's like, you weren't playing fair. You were kicking people. It's like, what? <laughs> I was like, I would never kick anybody. <laughs> Getting a little heated or, or improvising. Like, no, I'm just imagining me, me playing dodgeball as a kid really aggressively, <laughs> playing dirty. <laughs> is that something you have to worry about now? Or is that uh, subsided now? You don't have to kick people on the court anymore? Oh, you know, everyone on my team has to wear shin pads just in case. <laughs> fair. <laughs> nice. So, um no. <laughs> so you said you, 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 I guess you found the dodgeball club um, back at back at university, and um, you said you weren't great at it at first, but you fell in love with it right away, or did it take some time? Um, I think I don't know whether or not I fell in love with it right away, but I remember really enjoying it, and I think it was just the people that I was with. Mm. Uh, so I was like having a good night, um, playing dodgeball, and then everybody would go out for drinks. And whatnot because in England you can drink from the age of 18 um, so you can like go out clubbing and everything and it's a especially at university they do it a lot more 
social. So um, I think it was like every Wednesday, um, the university hosts this night that's called Ocean Wednesdays. And it's this night where your society or sport gets together and every Wednesday you have a different theme and you have to dress up in different costumes. Nice. And then you do this huge bar crawl. Um, so I'm from Nottingham in England. So you do this bar crawl through Nottingham um, and then you end up in this club called Ocean. And it's basically like if you imagine when people are in Ibiza or um, one of those party countries where anything goes, there's no rules. <laughs> huh. That just happens there. Um, but that's so when people are dodgeball at first, they get you to join just to play and then do social stuff. Um, so that's when I joined just to do social stuff at the beginning. And then I think it was probably a couple weeks in, um, there's this guy that was nicknamed Cannon. Um, the team, he was known for having like one of the strongest arms um, in our club. And then he threw at me, he threw at me a couple of times and I caught him every time. And then everybody was going, whoa, like doing the big cheers and everything. And I was like, what? Why are you cheering? I just caught him. And they're like, you don't understand. He's like the hardest throw that we have in our club. And you've just caught him a couple of times. Nice. I was like, oh, is that good? And they said, yeah, you're actually pretty good. And then as soon as I heard those words, I was like, okay, well, I need to be the best. I need to, <laughs> I need to excel in this. <laughs> I need to earn this. I need to expand upon it. Yeah. To make sure this was not but, a fluke. Yeah, there was, um, I think, especially the year that I joined, um, there was actually only guys. Uh, So I was one of the first girls to ever join um, Nottingham Trent Dodgeball Club. Um, And there was two other girls. There was another Jenny and then one of my good friends, Maddie. Um, Well, they're both good friends. I don't want to prioritize one over the other. Uh, But uh, so they didn't come as often. um, But in the end, I think... After our first year, I ended up on the first team for our club. Um, and I was the first girl to play competitively for the dodgeball team there. Nice. So making history with them, more or less. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and then after that first year, I got really involved and uh, joined the committee and I became vice president of the dodgeball club. Yeah. Um, and then I was there, I was vice president for uh, the next two years. Um, and that was, that was a lot of fun because we, we'd have stuff where we'd have a couple of nights a week of dodgeball. So in our university, we had a city campus and then we had a campus that was just outside the city and we'd host two nights that were people would come, anybody could come and we would teach them how to play dodgeball. So a lot of it was like coaching sessions and then pick up in open gyms and like little games and drills and stuff to teach people how to play and then um, we would have a team practice night Um, that would be all your first team that travels in England um, or all across England would get together and then we'd practice and that would be like doing hardcore drills and doing scenario training and stuff like that so it was a lot of fun that's awesome Um, they're definitely very tactical there. <laughs> what um, what are the rules like? Um, are they are they pretty different from how we play here, or is there like um, a? So when I first played, it was pretty similar. Um, when I was first playing, they had 
uh, I think it's called dirty blocking. So I think that's the slang here. You know where if the ball is thrown and you block it and then it you block it into yourself, like you weren't considered out. Right. No, uh, I've heard that term and yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Alfred had mentioned it about NCDA. Yeah. And remember uh, remember <laughs> saying that and that, that yeah. causes a lot of no, a lot of confusion, maybe not so much anymore, but people transitioning yeah. from that to elite have a have a hard time forgetting. Yeah, big problem doing that. But it used to be <laughs> only three balls, um, and then you'd have that. So all the games would last a while. So then they would every game would be timed, um, and they didn't have the. It was basically like live, not live after you blocked it. So once it hit somebody, then it hit somebody. Um, but now they've changed the rules to where it's five balls, and it's kind of similar to WDBF. Um, it's five balls they're timed so you have two halves and it's 15 minutes i think on each half mm. and then um each individual game is timed so you have three games uh three minutes per game and it's just to speed up the process so mm. at the end of the three minutes however many people are left that team would win or if you knock them out then that team would win and get some points and then it's the same as WDBF where you'd ac accumulate points um, by the end of the time. Um, gotcha. So it's not like best of three or whatnot. Um, but I think they just changed to that, I want to say three years ago. Um, they still have some three ball tournaments, but they're not very exciting because it's very slow. <laughs> I'll bet, especially after you, you're coming down from six or, or five back down to three. Yeah. They, they also have this... Um, Rule with I know Dom went out and um, he played in the British Open out there. Um, I think you did the interview with him a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, so he would know too that they have this rule that's called the play ball rule, which is it's technically like elite. So you do get 10 seconds, but you only get five seconds to make, um, make a movement to play. So make it look like you're about to, do something like go up to the line. So if you stand there and if they see after five seconds, you're still kind of huddling, they'll say play ball, which means that you have to get rid of every ball on your side, except for one else you're all out. Whoever has the ball is out. And it's this rule that's put in place to stop you from delaying the game. Cause it's all timed. Um, so I know like in WDBF they have where um, you get the 10 seconds clock, but is it where if the opposition team, if they throw, then if any ball's thrown over, then it resets? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you have, like, four or five or six. As long as you throw one ball and make a play, then it resets the clock. Yeah. In, in the – well, it's not just England. It's, like, a lot of the Europe, so the WDA uh, rules, they have it where you, yourself, you have to – if you're not moving up by after five seconds, then you have to get rid of every single ball except for one. Um, otherwise, if you have the end of the play ball call, um, if you've not thrown them and you have four people that have four balls, all four of them are out. Hmm. And there's no, like, oh, you sure. don't give the balls to the other side. It's just they're all out. <laughs> That's really costly. That's <laughs> so kind of harsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they play very quickly. Um, I think that was part of the 
issue when you see some people like I don't know how they're going to do with USA dodgeball is going to go out there and I don't know how they're going to cope with some of the rules because it's going to be different um, but they're all professional players so I'm sure they'll be able to handle it I know that's definitely yeah definitely be able to adapt but I know that's something that throws a lot of people off um, especially when they're doing the US dodgeball cloth team um, that's something that they thought because you have to throw this within a certain amount of time, that means there's no tactics. It's just throw, throw, throw. And then there's everybody running back and nobody's covering. And I was like, if you actually think about it, you do have a lot more time. You just have to get the balls and at least quickly make your call and then push up together and come back together and you'll be fine. <laughs> gotcha. So it doesn't, um, it doesn't narrow people down to just running gun. There, there is a chance for them to strategize and make plays yeah. and, and, and um, incorporate tactics, as you said. Yes. So there's, um, <clears throat> whenever I go back to England, um, I always go to some of the open gym sessions at the club that I used to play with. That's cool. um, so after university, well, well, whilst I was doing university, I got um, picked up to play for, to represent Nottingham in the women's team. Um, so whenever I go back to visit, I always come to that uh, training session and um, play with them. And we play the rules there and they're so uniform. Like, I don't know if you've been able to watch any of the footage from any of the WDA events or um, seen any of the England players play. I don't um, know. I, I think I, and this is where I'm still kind of, I don't want to say confused, but just maybe ignorant for lack of better words. But I see the footage I have seen incorporates a um, a cloth ball. And so I don't mm -hmm. know if that's WDA. Yes. Pro okay. Probably. Um, but they just play really fluidly. Like right. they'll, it's a lot of it, it kind of, I say it kind of looks like a conductor where it's like one side goes and then another side goes. And it's both, it's quite elegant how they play. Hmm. <laughs> Um, but it's a lot of stuff. So the other team will throw and then they'll get their balls together. And it's usually the person on the left that would call and they'd go, Oh, um, 32, which means that, um, you throw at the third person and number two would hold. And so that's how you determine who's that one person that's keeping their ball. Hmm. And then you'd run up, throw, and then run back and the other team would counter. And it's just like, a fluid movement. Um, but when I've seen, especially in New York City, they opened up um, a cloth ball open gym there. And I think one night we tried to do a similar rule to get ready for the WDA event that was coming there. And everybody couldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, go, go, go. <laughs> That's funny. But it's just like elite, but more... Um, just quicker to it. There's, you don't have that patience of um, like getting together and making sure that you're huddling and then going up, stopping at the line, faking, and then throwing. It's like a fluid movement. So you'd get together and then, or how the England players play it, they'll get together, make the call, and then they'll run up instantly and kind of do the throw and then come back. So there's not a lot of pauses gotcha. in between play games and play styles or whatnot. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because it, it, it just reminds me of um, just for people that aren't familiar with like the no blocking role, like how hard it is to forget 
how to do that. So just just watching or just visualizing people that are so used to playing elite kind of transition into this style of play and just mentally seeing them like mess it up and and just go all crazy is is kind of funny enough to picture. Yeah, it's that's one thing that I always think is funny that you have a player that's um, elite will be top has played elite for years. They know all the rules like the back of their hand. So if anything happens like on the court, they'll be able to say, no, this scenario, um, you're out because of this, this, and this. And then um, where I've seen some of these elite players that go then to try and play the cloth style. And then next thing you know, like, oh, they're dropping a ball or they're getting hit and then it, the ball bounces off and someone else catches it. But how they play in England, you're out if it hits you and somebody else catches it. You're still out, but the catch counts. Right. Um, and then people are like, what? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <just> and, lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. So it's funny to see some of like, not necessarily like the best players, but the players that know elite and have played elite for years, like try this out. And then they're like, I don't understand the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, their whole world's falling apart. <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Or especially the, I think the funniest thing I've seen is when everybody that, um, throws, uh, eight and a half or um or 8.5 or no sting and they can really grip the balls and then they go to hold the cloth ball yeah and <laughs> it's like there's no given it you can't just like squeeze it you can't do like the catch and clamp um or billy schmidt does it too where they clamp down on the balls like you have to either trust that you have big enough hands or sweaty hands because it's the cloth fabric. If you've got sweaty hands, you it's like blue. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or one thing I do is, um, l- luckily I'm gifted with big hands, but um, because it's kind of like a volleyball, so it has different seams on it, um, you can actually hold the ball using the seams. So like you have a seam that's by your thumb and then a seam that's by your index finger and then your ring finger and your pinky and that's how you can kind of hold on to it oh so that way you don't have to like cup it you can actually have some grip there yeah there's some people i know that they said oh they just push it because they can't hold it um um, whenever i hear that i'm like oh no (laughs) like no you're not holding it right (laughs) yeah because there's um i remember so in england when we had the three balls it was actually an eight inch cloth ball. So it's even bigger. So when we played the women's league, we'd have this eight inch ball and all the girls would be throwing sidearm because they wouldn't be able to hold the ball. Um, and I think I was like one of the only girls in my region's league that could actually throw the ball overhand because I had long enough fingers. Um, so I remember the girls were coming up to me and they're like, how can you throw it? You can throw it hard. And I was like, it's just because I got big hands that I can do it. Um, and then they, because the women were struggling and like everyone, well, I don't want to say struggling, but because everybody had to throw sidearm because of it, they made a rule that was, um, they introduced the balls that now are in the WGA and they use everywhere, which is the seven inch ball. And it was like, women use this. The men's have to use um, eight inch. So, so it's kind of like no sting in the 8.5 hmm. um, kind of variation. So now the women's division is no sting and opens 8.5. And gotcha. I remember as soon as we played with that, everybody was changing the style thrones, getting better. And then we would have practices, um, like team practices, 
And we'd have the women's on one side playing with that ball, a seven inch ball. And then on the men's, they play with the eight inch ball. And you could just see all the guy was, all the guys were like, we want to play with the smaller ball. <laughs> like, we hate this thing. Yeah. We're like, we don't like it. Yours is so good. <laughs> and then it was like the, the year, the last year that I was playing there, they were still having where it's separate. And then when I went back to visit, they said, oh, they've just let the guys have all the seven inch <laughs> balls now. <laughs> now this is regular. Now they all get to play and they're like, it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, um, I'm not a fan of that ball at all. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where it's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm a true believer in, I like every ball type. Um, and I true believer, like if you want to be a best dodgeball player, you have to be great in every ball type. Right. Um, so cloth is definitely one of those that I think I enjoy it more because it's more challenging. Um, so like I said, you could have the catch and throw, um, in 8.5 and no sting or foam, but then he'd have to throw completely differently in cloth. And it's, it's kind of, I think there's like a kind of beauty to it that you almost have to change your game and adapt um, to play it well. Um, but I know there's a lot of hatred of cloth in, <laughs> in the States. <laughs> yeah, there, there are. And it's, uh, but it's like you said, there, there's, if you want to be the best eligible player out there, the best you can be, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be versatile. So that's, that's like when you see um, like Nate, uh, Vince, Ketchum, like Mike McGee, every ball type that I've seen them play in, they've been the top of the game. Like you look at the, the Tribune lists that they release out, all of them are at the top of the list for almost every single ball type. And it's like, well, it's because they're good enough players that if they're the best, then they're the top of the list because they know how to adapt the game to each different ball type. Yep. And that's something I'm like, oh, I need to do this. I want to be the best. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, actually, I'm going to save that question because I, I do want to get to that one um, about okay. being the best in that competition. But um, going back to just the, the England scene in general, uh, when you said you, you played in these clubs, so you said it was, it was cloth most of the time or the whole time? Yeah, it was cloth the whole time. I okay. think now there might be introducing foam. Okay. Um, but I think that's to do more with the, you know, that Atlantic Cup um, that I think USA's dodgeball is going out for in April. Right. Um, I was talking to one of my friends and they said that they're trying to play with some of the foam balls now because I like, don't take my word for it, but if England does try to do the WDBF, um, then I'm knowing what they're like and practicing, um, especially like the England team and all the other teams, they'll be trying to get on the foam dodgeball now. <laughs> hmm. Like we have to learn. Um, yeah, but prepare. the entire time I was there, it was cloth. So when I moved to America, I didn't think that they would have cloth, but I was like, whoa, this is very different. And, and obviously, oh, good. Oh, I was just going to say, because uh, when I first moved to New York, we had an open gym that was no sting. But when I was first playing 8.5, I was very different. Gotcha. <laughs> Trying to throw that in comparison. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what was that like, transitioning from, uh, from, from cloth and then, the I guess, the European style or WDBF style to uh, 
don't want to say American, but you know what, what they're playing at, in New York, like ball wise, strategy wise, like how was, what was it like adapting to that? Um, so I think at first, my first couple of weeks when I was playing just in the open gyms that was in New York City. So I joined um, Sandlot. Um, and the first night I went there, it was no sting balls. So it was the same size as the cloth ball. So I was like, oh, okay, these are smaller. I can, I can deal with this. And when I was throwing, I was instantly throwing really high. <laughs> <laughs> and it was going over people's heads. And I was like, oh, God, like, this is really bad that I can't throw the ball. I've emailed this guy saying, I played dodgeball in England and I want to play it in America. <laughs> I turned up going, oh, sorry. <laughs> I just hit the basketball net, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> bring it down. But um, it was, at first, it hurt my shoulder a bit because, especially with 8.5, when I was first throwing it, it's a lot heavier. So for the first, I'd say probably a couple of weeks, my shoulder was hurting a lot. Um, and then I kind of changed up my throw a bit more. Um, so when I talk to some of my friends, there's some pictures that I have somewhere on my uh, Facebook account of when I was playing in Sandlot. And I, they said it looks like a chicken leg, like a chicken wing <laughs> when I throw. <laughs> um, just because they're like, the ball's so heavy, so it's the only way I could throw it um, overhand. Um, but... I think I was able to adapt quite quickly. I think the hardest thing to transition from is if you're used to rubber or cloth and then you try and play foam because that thing doesn't weigh anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard adapting to that. Yeah, so that's something where it's either you're throwing it off into the sky or you're spiking it down instantly into the ground. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah, when I haven't played well. foam in a while and then you turn up to the LA Classic and then it's like the first throw, it's down at the ground. You're like, I'm sorry, guys. Yep. You're like, oh, well, that like, sucks. <laughs> like, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> yep. I've definitely, uh, I've had plenty of those. Just you're so excited to finally play. You maybe skipped or you dodge a few foam throws at you and you finally get a chance yeah. to fire back and it just goes four feet into the ground. You're like, well, well yeah. dang it. <laughs> Although the worst thing is, is when you haven't like seen people in so long and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them what I've become now. And you're like, I've become awful. <laughs> awful. It went straight to the ground. What have I become? <laughs> yeah. I was like, my team was like, we had high hopes for you. And you're like, I'm sorry. I should just go home <laughs> Ouch. now. Yeah, I'll just go home now. I'm, I'm done. Just leave the court <laughs> and drive off. <laughs> and, then, and then you just play off like, oh, my shoulder hurt when I threw that. And then that's why it hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good way out. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Nope, shoulders done. Gotta go. Sorry guys, out. Or, or you do the, oh my hands are wet. It just slipped right out of my hand. <laughs> yeah, that's way better than Every just like staring at the ground all dumb, like like, oh, I don't know yeah. what happened. <laughs> I'll, With I'll me, I'm that. just like, I just go, sorry. Yep. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> or if I throw it too high, I always end up going, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll have to look for out for that. If I ever get to see you uh, on the court before nationals, I'll just just have to spy that and be like, hmm, I wonder if she's going to throw it like 80 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, Oops. It's like, ha, but, yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. But uh, going back to what you said before, um, when I was like starting to transition, um, so when I was in England, I was primarily a thrower and I didn't really catch that much hmm. um, because right when I was playing, knee pads weren't really a thing uh, in England. Like there was one mm. team that um, 
would wear knee pads and they were really good and they would always drop down for catches. And I remember a girl saying on my team, like, it's ridiculous that they have knee pads. Knee pads are a catching aid. And I was like, what? what? It's like, they shouldn't allow knee pads because it's a catching aid. And it's like, well, surely they're doing it for protection. And then when I went to Sandlot, when it was 8.5, I was like, oh, I can't throw as much. I'll concentrate on trying to catch it. And it was a lot easier to catch an 8.5 ball. because so obviously it's a bigger bigger object and then because there's given the ball so when it hits you it kind of squidges in so you have um a short a longer amount of time to react to, to it right so started catching a lot and then because of the weight of ball i would instantly drop to my knees after and then i was getting so many holes in my leggings and i would have like a graze that every week would just like open up again oh. <laughs> <Disgusting>. <laughs> and then my friend's like, you should get knee pads. And I was like, okay, like, I'll see how it is. And then I put knee pads on. I was like, why did we not wear knee pads the entire time that I was learning how to play dodgeball? <laughs> I was like, this has changed my game so much. <laughs> it's why they call it a catch aid. Like, like it's cheating or like you're wearing gloves or something or, or yeah, like the sticky receiver's gloves. Yeah. I remember doing a tournament in England. Um, I think when I was in my second year of university. So, like 2013 and one of our guys um he would always wear a hoodie so like a, a sweatshirt i don't know if you guys call it hoodies mm -hmm. yep call them yeah. hoodies. <laughs> i've always been told off for saying the wrong thing so i'm like i don't know if i'm saying the right thing, <laughs> the wrong thing. um but he was wearing a hoodie and all these teams were like you can't wear that it's a catching aid yeah what you're like you, you can't wear that it's a catching aid and so they'd force him to take off his hoodie and he wasn't wearing a top on underneath. And then, so you'd have to borrow someone else's top because all these teams are like, oh, you can't, you can't have that. And I think in WDA, they're saying like, you can't wear tape on your hands unless it's for an injury. And it has to kind of like, if you have more than just like a couple of fingers taped up, then teams will go, oh, she's got tape on her hand. It's, that's like an aid. And then you'll like have to go to the ref and you like have to explain why you've got tape on your fingers and whatnot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's really strict. Um, I can, yeah. I can see the hoodie though, but in a, like a tournament environment, not if it's just for, for fun or for like open gym. Yeah. If it's open gym, it's fine. <clears throat> like they wouldn't be bothered about it, but especially, I think it was in tournaments. Granted it was some of the first couple of years that, dodgeball had been kind of more official in England um, that then those teams that were taking it obviously you want to take it seriously but there's a different level when you're trying to take this get this guy to basically go shirtless just to play because he's had this hoodie or when people are complaining about other people wearing knee pads yeah the knee pads <laughs> are just I mean this, knee pads are essential now yeah you just you just want to be able to walk when you're you know 50 or 60 years old you're not trying to yeah there's, there's so many people I know that um, are saying like, oh, I wish that I'd worn knee pads earlier. Oh, um, or I know a couple of people that played, um, am I saying it right, NCDA? Is that how you say it? The yep. college one? Yeah, NCDA. NCDA. Um, so Alfred, um, my man friend, um, he played NCDA and he was saying like, oh, hardly anybody wore knee pads and if he did he only wore one and it had like just a gel cushioning and 
And I was like, oh, it's crazy to think that you played all these years, like playing pinch dodgeball and you don't wear any knee pads and you just have this one little sleeve to protect you and you're dropping to your knees all the time. And now just thinking about it, like I think my knees are aching right now talking about not wearing knee pads. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm just remembering like, uh, the first time I like, well, the, the last time I dropped on a hardwood floor without a knee pad and I just felt that like, that sickening, painful feeling is like never again will I experience this pain. Oh no. Yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, people are people are crazy. If you're not protecting your knees with something, um, yeah, you better be careful. Yeah. It's gonna come back and haunt you later. Um, oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I gonna... feel that with my thumbs sometimes. I've had a really bad um, habit of like tweaking my thumbs a lot. So I definitely make sure to tape them up but every now and then when it gets cold outside, I can always feel my thumbs. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, I'm going to become old. And I'll be like, I can't make the number five because my fingers are closed. Are you going to be able to predict like when it's going to snow? It's like, oh, my, my joints are swelling up. It's going to rain. There's a 90% chance it's already <laughs> raining. <laughs> yeah, I, I fear for like what, what our hands are going to look like, you know, when we're 67 years old, just gonna be like gnarled and banged up and just arthritic to, yeah. to no I bet end. My, my hand will constantly be holding the clamp position. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. I have claws now. <laughs> or we'll get lucky and, you know, medicine and biotechnology will, we'll just have replacements and we'll be fine. But otherwise it's yeah. going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty bad. It's robotic hands. <laughs> yep. Cybernetic hands. Sign me up. <laughs> so uh, what, what's it like when um when you go back to your club like you've you know you, you've come here you've competed a little bit um when you go back is it just is it, is it hard to transition uh, like do you do it often enough to compare the two like what, what's that like um so because because of recently i've only been able to actually go back like once a year um so it's a bit of a shame but whenever i do go back it's actually quite easy to transition Hmm. Um, but I think it's just because now I'm kind of used to playing with different balls a lot. Um, and we have cloth balls here, so we throw them around sometimes, um, like just for a bit of fun, like in our living room. Cause we, when we moved out of New York and um, we got a place in Ohio, we're like, oh, we have space in our apartment. We don't just have like 300 square feet. <laughs> So we're like, we can throw a dodgeball in our living room. Um, <laughs> I like how that's the first thought when it comes to like, oh, we've got space. We can play dodgeball here instead of. Yeah. This, <laughs> that's, I think we have like a foam dodgeball that's sat in our living room constantly just in case we're like, oh, well, you know, if we get bored, we can just throw it around. <laughs> nice. Um, but whenever I go back, I think it's harder to transition to the rule set, I think, than necessarily just playing. Um, so like throwing up or, um, because the team that I play with, when we go and practice, they have like a specific call system. So they'll say something I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Hmm. I'm like, wait a second. What's this? They'll say like three numbers and a letter. I'm like, what do you, wait, where's the letter go? Or I throw and they're like, you're throwing at the wrong place. And I was like, well, what does a mean? And they're like, a means the head. You're like, okay. Okay, I'll get it. And then they'll say like C-3PO. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> what are these letters? <laughs> what does this mean now? Getting I'm like, didn't you know this means the special play when you go up and do this? I'm like, no, I did not know. <laughs> um, 
but I feel like help playing in America has helped my game a lot more. Um, so whenever I go back, they're like, you play better and better. And because I play a different style, it kind of puts me at an advantage because they're not expecting how I play. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's a nice feeling going back. Nice. I was actually <laughs> I was kind of hoping you're going to say that, like you get a chance to show off your, your new skill set or like some of the new, I don't know, I'm going to nerd out, but like you get to level up a little bit and then yeah. show off. Um, it's like some of my friends, so like I have, some of my friends now wear knee pads, but because um, I wear knee pads now, like I, especially with cloth balls, like I drop catch for a lot of stuff or um, definitely. So what's that UDC team that was loft? Was it layout for that? Mm-hmm. So I definitely lay out for the balls. <laughs> now yes. going back and they're like, Jenny, you can catch. I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Because <laughs> my knees are safe. I'm not going to destroy myself. <laughs> and they're like, oh, um, like you're more agile because um, a lot of England, like a lot of the English teams, not necessarily all of them wear knee pads, but they dodge laterally. Um, so they're more like side to side, a little bit of up and down, but not that much. Hmm. But um, so like going there and playing and having them throw my head and it may sound really simple, but having them throw towards my head and being able to like drop or completely lay down flat in the dodge or um, go up and then, Pump faking was a thing that really threw them off because in England they don't really pump fake that much because it's hard to do it with the with the cloth ball because you can't grip it very well. So if you're trying to do like a full pump fake, the ball might slip out. Um, so when I was because I got my big hands uh, <laughs> and I could, like I was like I need to practice pump faking before we go. And I was doing that. It was like throwing a lot of people off. So like I don't know what to do. Um, that's kind of cool like uh, something they're just not used to and you get to do that to them and shake up yeah. their, their like, so their like oh focus. it's like hard because you're <clears throat> very it's hard to predict what you're doing but I think that's just like the American style of how you play now like pump faking is a huge part of oh, absolutely the, in, well every dodgeball that's here I was just going to say elite but everywhere um, and so that's something that's so key so when you go to England you don't see it as much everybody's like oh like, oh, I don't, oh, oh, how do I respond? Oh, no. <laughs> what is happening right now? They can't do that. Yeah. I'm not like, used I'm to this. scared. They're not throwing at me, are they? No, they're not. Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny because, like, you know, we're, we're so conditioned to, to being pump faked. Yeah, it, it startles you a little bit, but then you can kind of tell, okay, this guy's not going to throw. There's a really good chance it's the guys on the left because Burden Ball's over there. But to yeah. experience that for the first time, just like, well, well hey, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> you're like, what? Wait, you just look like you're trying to throw the ball, but you didn't throw the ball. So then I didn't throw. And you're like, wait, wait a second. What is happening here? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun to That's see. That's the funnest thing. It's, it kind of looks like, um, so you know when you have like a VHS tape and you paused it and it's like jigging up and down? Um, yeah, with the... Oh, where you paused it and then it's got like the the grainy lines and then because it's like jigging back and forth from the same clip it kind of looks like that when they're like oh wait where do i go oh what oh no what do i do oh they're like they're like glitching out you have to like adjust the tracking or i think that's what it yeah. used to be to, to fix the picture <laughs> that's probably not a great way of explaining it oh it's but... a perfect way i, I want to know if who's gonna be like what's a vhs like i hate you <laughs> oh my i have a younger sister and she's like that she's like what's this or when, I know a couple of years ago, everybody was saying the term lit. Like oh that's lit. I can't say it very, like I can't say it cool, apparently. 
but no, um, don't even stress it. <laughs> yeah, and she's ten years younger than me, and I was like, oh, oh, that's so lit. And she goes, um, Jenny, that's so 2016. I can't believe you just said that to me right now. Oh, excuse like, you. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. She's like, what's dial up? And I was like, oh, my heart is broken. Oh, geez. Oh, that hurts me. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> no. Oh, I, you know, and I, I told you I was going to do this, but and now I have to. This perfect opportunity. You said, um, if you don't mind my, my, my pulling up on the messages when it comes to saying awkward things. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally throwing you under the bus here. Um, I'm getting so excited to talk about the dodgeball. I feel like a puppy who sees a new chew toy. To be honest, I don't know if that's the best metaphor for it. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, you know when like a puppy gets really excited? And then I was like, what does it get excited for? And chew toy. And I was like, that's really like, not, that's a really aggressive way of explaining how I'm excited to talk about dodgeball. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, it's new for me. I haven't heard it yeah. described like that <laughs> before, but... <laughs> Yeah. I'm just, I always say that I have one of these things that, you know, they have that drunk test and it's like, oh, I swear to drunk. I'm not God. I'm not God. Yep. I'm like, oh, that happens to me daily. <laughs> I feel like my head gets like my head gets so excited to say some words that I'll like put the word in halfway through the sentence. So like, oh, today swimming, I'm going <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, wait. Yeah. No, I know, I know the feeling. I, uh, God knows there's so many probably weird sound bites people can extract from these episodes. I'm like, what did Steve just say that? None of that made any sense, but it made sense to me. What? <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. just like, just roll with it. I'm like, well, oh, well. Yeah. And that's, that's what I get a lot. I'll say something and I'll be like, wait a second. Did I just say what I think I said? And they go, yes, but I know you so well. I know what you meant. I, I was like, exactly. okay, thank you. Like, yeah. Thank you for being a good friend <laughs> and not teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm forgiven. I'm okay. <laughs> You're like, woo. Or I just go, I'm from England. I'm not from here. I don't know what these phrases are you guys say. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that excuse. Dang. I, I do that whenever somebody asks me. They're like, oh, um, do you know where this street is? And they're like, oh, can you help me to go here? I'm like, yeah, sure, what it is. And they'll say the street. And then I've lived, like, I lived in New York for three years, and I'll still go, oh, sorry, I'm just a tourist on holiday. <laughs> I don't know where that is. That's awesome. I mean, it's very convincing and you still have the accent, so no one's going to question yeah. that. <laughs> I'll just put it on. I'll just put it on a little bit more and I'm like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I just say I'm uh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just, what do you want from me? But uh, Just walk away. You just don't say anything and then just walk away. Yeah, just smile, laugh, and, and nervously run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess we can. I can go back to this now because uh, I, I did okay. want to just get more of your um, the English black background. But uh, I did want to ask because you said it earlier too, and it, it kind of perked my ears up. You, you said that you show up, you catch a few balls from Cannon, and everyone's flipping out because like it's really good. And you're like, well, now I have to be the best. Like, what what did what is it about you that determines that? Like, why do you have to be the best? Um, I think it was. Oh, that's a hard question. Oh, excellent. Um, you're like, oh, no. Um, I think just ever since I was a kid, um, when you have to move a lot because of the military, you have to, like, make new friends and be in new environment, and it's always like, oh, you always start out new at some place. So you have people that are known for being, like, the best singer or the best dancer or the best at maths or whatever. 
And so I'd always try and be like, oh, when I come in, I don't want to feel like the newbie. So I always want to try and excel. So I don't feel like, oh, she's new. She doesn't know anything. Um, so I think that was one thing that's, I've always kind of been throughout my childhood, like, oh, I need to do really well in school, like make a good impression or um, whatnot. So when it came to dodgeball and I was like, oh, you're good at this. And I was like, oh, I'm good at this. I really want to make this something that I want to be a part of, um, like excel well, like I want to be the first at this or something. Um, Cause I know, especially at my school, I'd play some sports, but um, it was like, you couldn't progress any more than what you just had or right. our school didn't offer things like, um, like here they have uh, like softball leagues but I went to an all girls high school and it was just like, Oh, a game of, it's called rounders, which I call the gentleman's version of baseball, rounders? which is you have like a, yeah, it's, huh. <laughs> so it's, um, it's like baseball, except for your bat is, um, half the size and it's like the same size ball and it's like all set up with the bases, but you can, you, when you stand to bat, you can only bat with one hand, and you kind of like have to face front on. So if you just imagine like one of the most English ways of ever playing baseball where you see these people like, oh, cheerio, and they like hit this ball and it goes out into the field and then you're like running ever so slightly. I just call it like gentleman's baseball. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a YouTube then, see. Cause I, yeah, it's, <laughs> for some reason, I, I think I have a really good picture of what you're talking about, but I just, I'd have to see it. Just yeah, to it's... Um, yeah, it's it's if you were like oh if like cricket if you were to take something like that and or take something American that's like hardcore sport and I call like oh um, putting a cup of tea on it so you're making it like a posh version um, that's what it would be <laughs> but I I went to an all girls high school so in our area we only had the boys school and then we had a comprehension school so it's like a mixed school but we could never really compete with any of the schools because we're the only girls' school in our area. Hmm. So all of our sports would just be in our PE class. Um, so when I went to university and I was like, oh, when I was at school, I did badminton. Um, I'll try this out. And then when they said that, oh, if you don't make it, you don't play. So that's why when I joined dodgeball and as soon as I got good in it, I was like, right, I want to be good because I want to have my chance to compete. I want to fit in. And I want people to be impressed with my skills. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good motivation. That's, and that's new um, for me anyway. Like I never thought about that. You know, you're the kid that's constantly moving around and you want to yeah. get rid of that stigma of being the new kid and you want to kind of just, you want something attached to you that isn't, oh, she's just not from here or yeah. you're outcast for lack of better words. Yeah, because I remember it was like my first couple of years um, of school I was always, so I had like a tiny bit of an American accident and I was always like, oh, well, she's the American girl. She's the American girl. And I was like, I don't want to just be the American girl. I want to be something else. Hmm. Do, do, yeah. you, do you ever, uh, do you ever get the reverse here? Like, like, oh, you're just the, I'm not just the, but you're like the English girl or. Um, sometimes I think outside of dodgeball, I get it a lot where, oh. um, especially if I interact with people, that's the first thing that comes up. Um, but in dodgeball, I'll get people that would be like, oh, like you're a good player or like I had fun playing against you and I'll talk and they go, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. 
like, oh, they're like, oh, where are you, where are you from? Or um, they're like, oh, where are you from? Are you from this area? And I'll say, oh, I'm from England originally. And they're like, good, because I was going to say Australia. And huh. I was like, oh. <laughs> but it's, I think that's one thing that I liked about dodgeball um, was, especially when you're playing competitively, it's like you meet people from who you're facing up against and like how they play. And then afterwards you do the social interaction and that's, so you're like, oh, how they play off the court. And you're like, oh, she's a great catcher. So you think of it in that sense of like a player rather than just, oh, she's that English girl or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that especially moving to America and like playing dodgeball and then like moving around a couple of times. Um, all of my friends that I've kind of kept from moving have been through dodgeball. Um, nice. And I think that's great because it's because the community is so large and like, especially in America, it's so spread out. I think it's like 3000 miles wide or something and that you can still talk to everybody in this like hashtag dodgeball family or like my team, they're uh, like goat are all in New York city and a lot of the Royale girls are in Boston and I still get to talk to them a lot. And like, as soon as we see each other in a tournament, it doesn't look like we've been gone for that long. And it's, I just like that sense of you can be away and you can move away. But when you come together for these dodgeball tournaments, it's like you've never left and you've got your closest friends that you see. Yeah. It's like you pick up right where you left off. Last yeah. Time. Yeah. It's like when, or when I went to the LA classic, mm. there was a couple of people that seen that I hadn't actually seen in probably like a year and a half. And it wasn't, there wasn't like any awkwardness. It was like, oh, like it's so great to see you and hanging out. And it was, it was nice going to LA because it had been a while because I had an injury last year. Um, so it meant that I couldn't go to nationals. And so it's nice to like be able to see like people from the West Coast and uh, people like girls from the North, whatnot. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love the community. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool that, to hear that it's it's kind of echoed um, in Europe as well, and that that those um, like the similar traits of, of the community of dodgeball, um, yeah. the better ones, right? I mean, God knows there's a lot of a lot of banter on the on the threads yeah, these days. Yeah, a lot of banter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I keep saying this, like I think every episode I've said at least once or twice, but like I love the the community as a whole, uh, and the good is is like you said, we can not see each other for months and then you go play in a tournament and we're best friends again. Never, you know, like nothing ever changed and you just know yeah. you have friends everywhere because of it. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of like, I guess getting more involved in the, in the community and, and talking more about your competitiveness, um, is that what drew you into elite dodgeball? So you, you start playing, I think you said Sandlot. When, it, when abouts did you join like the elite circuit or league or, or tournaments. So like, when did you get involved in, in elite based tournaments and why? So I joined, I joined elite, um, I think it's 2016. Uh, so I moved in 2015 and that was like in a time was when I started. So it was that 2016 season. So you wasted no time then you just dove right in kind of, yeah, I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, That's awesome. Well, when I first moved, I didn't even know that there was like a competitive league. Um, because like I talked to some people and I was like, oh, like I played in England and we played in leagues and stuff and like everything's through the club that you're in and then you play competitively because it was just a rec league. There was a lot of people 
that were like, oh, I, I haven't heard anything. And then um, one of my friends, Sal, um, Sal, I can't pronounce the last name. I think it's like Alazio. He was on Power Lords um, before, and then he played with Goat for a little bit, and he retired a couple of years ago. Um, but he was like, oh, can you come to this um, special training session? Like, it's invite only. Um, there's this thing called Elite that we play competitively. Like, do you want to come and check it out? So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I'll come. I love playing, like, against some better quality players and or, like, playing more competitively. And then when I turned up, it was like, oh, there was teams there. So it was uh, Arkham, because um, that was the first year that Arkham had formed. And then there was uh, Gotham and Power Lords. And so I started playing with the Power Lords team. And after the first session, they were like, we want you to play in our co-ed team. Nice. And um, so I was like, oh, great. Yeah, I'll play. And then what ended up happening was that I ended up having to play open with Power Lords. So on that team, it was um, Justin Bosch. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Justin, if I said your name wrong. <laughs> um, and then Dre, um, they're both on Go. Yep. Um, so I actually first started off playing with them on Power Lords. And that's what they took me to my first elite tournament. And that was, um, I forgot which one that was, but that was in the 2016 season. So I did all the rounds playing open and co-ed with them. Um, and I forgot what the other part of your question was. <laughs> oh, it was just, uh, why did you get involved? But, um, I mean, it sounds like I think you pretty much covered that just the competitive nature and, and kind of just yeah. got drawn in, drawn into it. And yeah, well, when I realized that there was kind of like a league, I was like, oh, great. This is something that I used to do in England. This is something that I want to do, like be competitive and like play and meet people at like the highest levels. So as soon as they said, do you mind like traveling with us and playing with us? I was like, yep, sign me up. I'm ready. It's like I am good to go. <laughs> Let's do this. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I played with Power Lords my first year. And then when it came to nationals, that was the year when it was in New Orleans. And Power Lords, um, they didn't want to go because they didn't qualify in that the top four. And I think they were like, oh, we don't want to travel. Mm. Um, so I ended up playing with Arkham. And I came out with them in New Orleans. And I played, I was like, oh, I'll sit, um, I'll, I'll sit open because they had enough guys. And then um, I played Poet with them. And when I was there, I was like, what? There's a women's division? <laughs> Nice. I was like, this is great. I was like, oh, I wish I'd known about this. And then I was like, oh, something like I could have posted like a free agent, but I had no idea that there was a women's division. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Like there was nothing at the East rounds, um, but there was a couple of the East girls had put together a team. Um, I think they, they were called like uh, 007, which was what Amanda and Natalie and Kate Karens and... Um, Emily Hotz, they were on, they had one team there. And then um, I think Sam Girardi was on a mixed team. I forgot what team they were on, but I think it was one of the last, not the last days, it was the playoffs. They said that they had a girl that was injured. And one of the girls just came up to me and she's like, I recognize you from the East rounds. Can you come and play? So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like I'll help you play in the playoffs. <laughs> and I think we got like knocked out straight away 
And then afterwards, um, Amanda, um, I know she goes by like Amanda Ashley on Facebook. Yeah, it's so confusing, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's because she's like, uh, she's a teacher. So I think she changes her name. So some of the students can't find her on yep. Facebook. But um, she came up to me and she was like, look, um, well, Megan Fricker actually came up to me. They both did. And they were like, look, we um, like really like you. Would you be interested in playing with us at Nationals next year? And I was like, oh, that's the whole year away. And I was like, yes, yes, I'll play. I want to play women's. <laughs> nice. Um, and then so after, so after New Orleans, so 2016, it was the 2017 season, and I played with Arkham um, both in open and co-ed because the East region didn't have a women's division yet. Um, so I was still playing open with them. Um, and I think... By, by the time it was our round three was the first time that they had like a women's sort of tournament. So they ran their first uh, 4v4 tournament at round three. And that's, um, I think the Davis women um, won that one. Um, but they still wanted me to be on the team because it was 4v4. I said, look, you guys have been playing together for years. I'm going to play on a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we played one of the round robin games against them. And I was playing with some girls that were, it was actually the space cadet girls that play with them in co-ed, uh, play with space cadets in co-ed. And I was playing with them and they'd gotten knocked out and it was me by myself. And I had managed to pick off every player on Davis. And nice. then it was me and Amanda left and she had run up and I, and I was going in for the counter and then she slipped and hurt her knee. Um, and I think she'd been having some knee problems. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, no. And I didn't smash her. I was like, oh, no, I'll be good. Like, I'll make sure that you're okay. And then somebody subbed in, and then I ended up winning the game. And then they came up to me afterwards, and they're like, look, you're still playing with us in Nashville, aren't you? Like, we want you on our team. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Um, So that year, when we then did uh, Nationals again, was the Boston, when it was in Boston. And we... Um, competed in the women's division. So it's my first official women's division. <laughs> um, and I played with the Davis girls. Okay. And then since then, I've been um, playing with them in the women's. So we did, um, we were KO last year. Um, and then we had dropped a couple of players. So now and um, we joined with Anarchy, some of the girls from Anarchy. Um, so then this year, we're now Royale. Dodgeball. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask um, why why the team name changed and, and some of the rosters, but sounds like you uh, you answered that already, which is pretty cool. Why um why why Royale? And just because it sounds cool, or was there like a story behind that? Or um, so <clears throat> it was because we were originally thinking about possibly staying KO because there was a lot of players. Um, I think there was still five of us in total. Um, and then we were picking up three of the girls from Anarchy, but we said, oh, we wanted something fresh. We wanted a new start because especially last season, we had so many injuries. Um, and then because of all the injuries and like some people couldn't make tournaments, we ended up not being able to go to nationals. So we're like, we want a new name for ourselves. We want to completely rebrand ourselves. Um, and then we were thinking up some names and somebody, somebody had said something and I was like, how about Royale? Because I was like, oh, you know something, like, I don't want to be a team that's like, 
smash face or destruction or something that's um, super aggressive, I guess, or yeah, super aggressive. And so I was like, oh, that's why. So when they chose KO last year, and they're like, Jenny, can you do the logo for it? I was like, sure. And I was like, I don't want to do like knockout, like punching face or like someone being knocked out. I was like, I'm going to do like knockout beauty or like, <laughs> like <laughs> something that's like nice about it. So when I came up with Royale, I was like, oh, I like the idea of like royalty or because we always make the joke that like, oh, all the girls are queens and nice. um, <laughs> like you royalty <laughs> on the court. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll do like a French version. I was like, oh, how about Royale? <clears throat> and it was probably the easiest picking name of a team because they're like, what name should we do? And I threw in Royale and everyone went, I love it. Let's go with it. Oh, I was like, oh great. <laughs> I was like, this is the easiest that I've ever had. It's never that easy. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, do you mind if I like come up with a, a logo or something? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I was like, did a logo. Like, I was like, what do you think? And they're like, we love it. Let's go with it. And I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is amazing, guys. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Yeah, so when we came up with a jersey design, I was like, take a crack. And they're like, Jenny, we're going to like it. You just go with it. <laughs> so I did it in the world. We like it. Let's go with it. <laughs> like this, I, I know this team's going to be great because everything was so easy. <laughs> yeah, that, I can, I can just hear my own thoughts of just like, God, I hate trying to work on a design or colors or team name or just of all yeah. the teams I've been on it's, it's never easy <laughs> just like oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll run with the first ideas we're good to go like oh it must be nice yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's I always have that when you come up with the name uh, a name oh god I said that wrong um come up with name like names for stuff and you always make a list of like 20 names yep. and then everybody's like oh, I really don't like any of these and then somebody comes up with another list of 20 names and then you have like another list of 20 names and then you're like, well, let's pick the top ones and it'll be three weeks later <laughs> nobody's picked. Yeah. And then you end up picking a name that wasn't on any of the lists. <laughs> and then yeah. you always have one person sad. <laughs> yeah. So when I said that and everybody was like, yep, we'll do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to seize this opportunity and yep. do everything really quickly. Don't question it. <laughs> just run with it. Their mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have our jerseys now. We can't change it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You just have to, if you get by and just run with it, don't even, don't even give people a chance to second guess anything. And <laughs> you're like, go. It's Raj. They're trapped. <laughs> what, um, since we're on the topic of, of jerseys and team names and whatnot, what, what number are you? And is there any reason for said number uh so i'm number eight. <clears throat> oh, good choice <laughs> i think i think you had said you're number eight in one of your podcasts or something too yep always yeah, it's the best number um so my birthday falls on the eighth so the la classic was actually my birthday <laughs> oh nice D happy belated <laughs> birthday because i talked to you then i don't think i said it but now i have to <laughs> Months yeah, later. I was very disappointed that you didn't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. <laughs> How rude of me. But, uh, yeah, so my, my birthday's fold on it. And then since I was a kid, I've always had been like, oh, it's number eight. It's my birthday, like number eight. And I would even do stuff where I was like, oh, in the cinema, I have to sit in the eighth row, in the eighth seat. That's awesome. <laughs> and so even now, like, we'll... Um, Alfred and I will go to dinner and then 
or like we'll go to watch a movie or we'll go to watch some like watch something and if there's something with the number eight in it i'm like i'm sorry but i have to sit here you can't sit here <laughs> and he's like oh there's two seats together here and i was like oh but there's this one that's like number eight here and you could sit behind me and he's like no you <laughs> can't do that <laughs> i'm sorry you, you can't sit here this is this is clearly for me <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it ends up quoting a lot of Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's such a great number. Just yeah, a few people understand, and the ones that do, they're 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 just right. So that's awesome. Yeah. I also like that um, it's kind of like the infinity symbol. I was just gonna say that you flip it on its side, and it's infinity, and yeah, as if there's not enough reasons to love it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there's so many things. And I know, especially in like Asian cultures, like number eight brings is prosperity or something. Um, so I was like, see, there's no other number. Seven's not a lucky number. It's number eight. <laughs> Seven's just the uh, the distraction from the real yes. true number. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, I can't I can't pass up this question. It's funny because I always ask, you know, what are your top three balls? Is it you know rubber, foam, no sting? And I don't even acknowledge cloth because I'm so <laughs> I hate it so much. But but now I, I have to know of the four that you've experienced, how would you rank them? Oh, this is a hard one. So I know some people would be like, oh, she's gonna say cloth, but I really liking no sting. Hmm. I think I would say no sting's my favorite. Um, I think part of it is that it's the same size as a cloth ball, but you can like hold properly hold it more and I can whip it and do different stuff with it. Um, so I'm really enjoying that, especially because we have coed no sting that's in the East coast. So it's a lot of fun being able to play with that ball and almost be like, Oh, I can throw like some of the guys. <laughs> nice. Um, and then second, this is where it gets tough because now um, I'm kind of want to say cloth, but I think that's just because it's my home ball. But I've really grown to like foam. And so sadly, 8.5 will be my last one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's never happened before. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, I do really like 8.5, which is why it's hard because I like every type of ball style. Right. But because last year I didn't get to play any 8.5 except for if I was just doing like an open gym. Um, and I, ended, I, was, I got injured um, at round three. So I couldn't play 8.5 at nationals. So this year I've been able to play every single other type of dodgeball except for that. So sadly, 8.5 has <laughs> gone down in the scale. Yeah, that's that's fair, and uh, I mean, you already kind of justified that with just the argument that if you want to be the best, you just have to be able to uh, to adapt and and overcome. Yeah. And it's so, uh, I like I like every ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's I guess that's an acceptable answer. I like dodgeball, therefore, I like all of them. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I don't like stingers. I yeah. will not play with those. I refuse to play with it. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna play with stingers, we might as well just do paintball. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, it's not dodgeball anymore. It's just who yeah. wants to hurt other people or who can tolerate yeah. the most pain. Quite painful. I love that, but no yeah. stingers. <laughs> those, those were. I, I guess there really, truly is something worse than cloth. It's the stinger. Yeah. 
that, that kind of changes my perception a little bit now. Oh, I'm so happy that you've had to change of your ways. <laughs> I know. I, I've been pretty anti-cloth for a very long time, but now that I think about Sting, I'm like, okay, we can, we can, we can, um, we can form an alliance here and just yeah. just hate on stingers, <laughs> set aside our differences. Um, well, very cool. I've got a, a couple more questions before we transition into the crowdsourced ones. And usually what kicks this off is just Markel Stokes um, asking um, if there are any songs that amp you up for a dodgeball game. And so far, the last two people have said there isn't anything. They just show up and they're ready to play. So I'm really curious. Okay. Like, Do you have a song that you go to? to... So I used to not have a song. Um, and then I was listening to some of the podcasts before and I was like hearing that some people had a song that they like amped up to before a dodgeball game. I was like, right, like I'm going to pick something. Oh, nice. Um, so w- one song, I don't know. Well, I know why I ended up choosing it. It was because when I was a kid, it was like the only song that my father would let me have on my Nokia brick phone. Um, <laughs> and it was... Um, it's one of the songs from the Matrix. It's called Club. I think it's called Club to Death. Club to Death. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's and one reason that I really like it is so a it's like a variation of classical music and like more upbeat and it's no lyrics in it, so you don't necessarily have like the worry about like singing along. Um, but it really helps regulate my breathing because of the pace of of it. Hmm. So I've been using it a lot for when I work out or. Um, like before I go to an open gym, I'll like put it on to help me control my breathing. Um, so now one big reason I started doing that was because I was like, oh, to make a big push to try and improve my gr- my game, I need to improve my survival skills. So when I'm by myself at the end, um, what can I do to make me not feel like I'm dying because I'm exhausted? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I need to work on like how to control my breathing. Um, so I started, I was starting to do that a little bit. And then when I listened to the song, I was like, oh, this is great for this. So now I've like started listening to it on repeat because it's like eight, almost eight minutes long. So it's a great like warm up song. Yeah. And it's got a great build too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but, a, that's a good song. <clears throat> it's stuck in my head now. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, after you get off this, you're like, I've got to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go run now or I got to do something active. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is it just that song or do you have like a, like a, pl- a playlist now or? Uh, I kind of have a playlist. Like I've started coming out and, um, I had like a couple more that was, um, let me see. I've got my phone near me. Um, I know one of them, um, I've, I've just added is Phil Collins, the, uh, in the air. Yep. That's a good one too. <laughs> I was like, that's a great one. <laughs> I've started um, having this huge thing for 80s music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's like the good radio station that doesn't have many commercials near where I live. It's like the 80s channel. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to leave it on. And so now I'm like, did you know that this song was on? This is a great song. <laughs> but definitely Phil Collins is on there now. And then I'm trying to see. Sorry, the pausing. Oh, no worries. I was just thinking another reason why eight's amazing is because it's the eighties decade and the music yeah. that it gave us. And <laughs> it's the best music. That's so good. I'm going through and I'm like, oh, this is great. And like, oh, um, one of the other ones is Madonna, like a prayer. Hmm. But that that's more for like if I'm just feeling like trying to be fun and happy and 
getting ready. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm there's, there's the not zone. a playlist as of yet. There's just a couple of songs that I'm like, oh, I like to listen to. But it's definitely the Club to Death from the Matrix soundtrack. Um, that's my go-to. We should definitely check out uh, Furious Angel because that's also a really good one and from the same Reloaded uh, soundtrack. Oh, great. And it's, Furious it's, Angel. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got that slow build and you're just like, I want to go violent right now <laughs> in a yeah. very eloquent and or a very elegant way and then um, yeah. that one and was, what's I was that? like it's definitely rubbed off from my parents because i know like one of the first concerts i went to was like a prodigy concert oh crazy <laughs> nice <laughs> like ever since then i like like the real drastic mix of like where there's like classical music mixed in with this <laughs> not scream either but <laughs> Could you feel it? What's uh? Do you have a favorite Prodigy song? Just because I've I've not heard of them, or I've not they've mm-hmm. not been brought up in my life in a very long time. So floodgates open enough here. I forgot what it's called. I'm really bad with uh, the names of songs because I'm always like, oh, I love this one song, um, but it's that one where it's like, um, she's a fire starter. I was just gonna say fire starter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it. it's, I think it's literally just called fire starter. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, see, I said it. I knew that. That's yeah. That's what I was going with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, okay. I'm gonna open up uh, my iTunes later. Play some good old old school music. Um, oh, now I've just got loads of Prodigy songs stuck in my head. Yeah. It's like I said. It's a floodgate. It's all opening up. But I was also gonna suggest <laughs> um, if you like '80s. I've been on this huge like retro wave synth type of music, and it's basically. Um, taking sounds from the action movies from the 80s and remixing them into like pretty awesome upbeat high fast-paced tempo songs now and it's awesome yeah. oh and uh that's actually what my my opening song is it's 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 part of the whole retro synth movement and uh yeah. same thing with the closing so oh i love that yeah i love <laughs> that i i always i always like just rag on the generation of the millennials and these kids like they're awful music but some of them give me hope and the ones that are making this amazing music it just makes me so happy yeah, for like, the future there's this, i'm sorry if i'm gonna offend anybody but there's this band that i went to the first time i was in new york it was like a couple of days and they're called caribou hmm. and um there was like a lot of people that were like, oh, we love this music. Um, I, f- I forgot what the genre is, but basically they had this one song at the end that was called Sun. But the reason it was called Sun was because <clears throat> the only word that they say, and it goes on for 10 minutes. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it's just like sun, 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 sun. I was like, I can't stand it. <laughs> what, is, what is this garbage? Where's the beat? Where's the melodies? Where's the funk? <laughs> Where's the where's the attempt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, where's the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> just something, some kind of yeah. musical structure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this defies everything. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to YouTube that just so I can just understand, but I I, oh, I have a pretty good idea of what it sounds like, and I'm already not Don't liking it. Don't ruin your evening. <laughs> yeah, maybe I won't do that. I'll just take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link offline of some of the retro stuff because it's it's so good. But um, I would love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that makes sense. Like the the slow build, techno, then slowly kind of get crazy. That's like kind of like paints a story. Like you walk into the court or the gym, you're, you're taping up, you're putting on your you know your gear, and you're yeah. slowly getting stretched out and warmed up. And by the time that I guess like that climax sits, like you're you're playing, you're you're just going all kinds yeah. of crazy. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> need to make. Now a... you're gonna start using it. <laughs> yeah, I need to make a music video of that now somehow. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's um let's go ahead and go into the the crowdsource questions and Colin Dowling <laughs> had to practice that. <laughs> he, uh, say it right. Yeah, I had to say it right, and yeah, you'll if you're listening to the end of this, you might know why. But um, he asked, uh, "How will you help grow the sport?" So since moving to Ohio, um, I've definitely been like, oh, there's not as much dodgeball here. Um, so one thing that we've tried to do is we opened up uh, open gym at the local Y. Nice. Um, got some like kids involved and whatnot. Um, and then I was discussing with some of the girls because we were like, oh, how, because you know, next season they're going to try and do the 3v3 um co-ed ratio and so some of the girls were talking and we're like oh how can we do it to get more women into it or like into the sport or wanting to come out and compete and i was like oh kelly's tournaments that she runs the women's classic and the la classic are so successful like bringing people out and traveling to it i was like there's really nothing that we have anything like that on the east coast hmm. um, so I talked about oh, potentially trying to host something because Ohio is really cheap uh, for like trying to rent stuff out. And I was like, oh, I could just invite loads of women. We can have loads of air mattresses in our apartment <laughs> to save money. Um, but I was thinking about trying to like host something that's kind of like what Kelly has, um, but that's for either in like the East region or near where we live. Um, but there's also, um, in England, they used to have this campaign that was called This Girl Can. Um, so this is more like promoting women's dodgeball. Um, but it was this campaign that was promoting women in sport, and it was like a national campaign, um, and they would get involved with different universities. So the university have, used to have this thing where every tournament that they'd have, they would have like a This Girl Can nominee. And it was like whoever was the best women player of the day or like someone like some kind of recognition, right. um, they would get something for it. So it's just to promote more women to come into the sport. Um, and that was like a real, that's something that really benefited the club that I was with there. And we got a surplus of women come and join us after. Um, so there was something I was, I was thinking about. It's like kind of in the works, but um one thing I noticed was that, especially in elite and in the East Coast, the women don't get much coverage. Um, so, like, in a lot of our final games, sadly, there's not many guys from, like, the Open that come out to watch it. Um, or we don't get, like, many of our pitches taken. Um, so one thing I was going to try and incorporate was to get some of the girls together to, like, if you're not um, – if you're not – refing or you're just sitting um i was going to bring up my camera and i was talking with someone else about getting their camera and like making sure that we capture a lot mm, of nice. um like the women's division um and like especially in co-ed too like try and capture a lot and then try and make something small scale that's like within the east coast region so like do something like oh if you had a highlight player like commend that player um and like do something where like a lot of these girls, when I was doing the Royale team photos, I realized nobody really had really good action shots. So like even doing something like that, like trying to provide to girls that they have this action shot that they can use to like promote 
oh, that they played dodgeball and it's not just like they were just sat on the court or whatnot. Um, but that's something that's really small scale <laughs> in the works. But I'm trying to, trying to help promote it more because um, that's something that we have an issue with the East and a lot of teams are worried about the next season going to 3v3 in the co-ed. It's like getting enough women to come out. Um, gotcha. So trying to set something up. <laughs> That's awesome, and yeah, that's um, that, that's a good point because like it, you know, once once opens done, I mean, if you're not playing, teams are gone, you know, and there's little yeah. little motivation um, to stick around and and watch. And one of the things that seems to happen a lot uh, is, especially in my experience of doing recaps for the past year, last year was like, you know, if if we couldn't get a good sampling of of women players then it's like well we can't really talk much about it because no one else is paying attention or because yeah. it was run concurrently with the open division and so it, it just seems to be like a, a continuous um issue and not not to not to really point fingers at anybody but yeah just just being able to acknowledge that more and be like oh there's there's a whole nother division of dodgeball that could still use the same promotion same attention same um, yeah I don't want to say care, but just like the same something. Um, Cause it has a lot of effects. So. Yeah. Cause that was something that um, I know Dom, I talked to Dom a little bit about it before. Um, and like, I think he mentioned it in your podcast that it was like, Oh, he couldn't film as much as the women's because the open was playing at the same time. Um, so it's like, well, what can we do that when he like, for example, he made these highlight videos, like, is there a way that we could do where, coordinate with a lot of the women's teams to get footage of like some of their favorite highlight plays from their teams and be able to make our own highlight video that then we can use to kind of boost up the support. Cause I know last year there was um, like a couple of teams that were like, Oh, it's great playing in the women's, but especially in round two, we were in like um, they had it was one of those like indoor ice hockey arenas. Right. And it's a great venue but where they had the women's division was kind of in this caged off basketball court. And it was like, you had to exit the hockey rink from the other side and walk all the way around to get to where the women's division was. So there was a lot of the open players couldn't actually come and watch a lot of our games. Um, there was a couple teams that came out. I know precision that those guys came out a lot. Um, but when it would happen with our finals, like we'd finish and then nobody would know that the finals just took place or because open was going on and everyone was like enclosed there. So it's like, oh, how can we promote the women's going on and like have where not necessarily just open players, but other people can see that and be able to go to your rec league and be like, oh, we have a women's division. Um, like we play like welcoming it's bringing new players um and they're like oh well what's that and being able to have something like be like oh well here's some footage or promotional photos that we've done and be like oh look here's a clip that you can watch just our women's division like how these girls play and like the environment that's there um so that was something that i've been thinking of and i'd message i'd messaged uh tim wells like can i take some photos <laughs> Nice. Do I have to have like a little leaflet that I have to give out to everybody to say, can I take the picture? Like little waivers but, here and there. Yeah. I'm like, can you sign this waiver? 
I th- I'm pretty sure there's a there's a release. Um, yeah, he said the, that. Oh, waiver. like when they sign up to Elite, um, it's kind of when you sign the waiver, it says like you kind of sell your rights. Yeah, you sign your <laughs> your photo rights away. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, if, who's going to complain about photos of themselves playing dodgeball? I, yeah. I can maybe think of one person that might be opposed to that, but even then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that'd be an issue. Because that was something that, especially in England, like in our, um, in my university club was like a huge push to, like I helped set up the first ever women's team that we had at our club. Or like the, I was one of the, the first ever women committee players. And it was like, oh, how can we get more women to come out to this? And so seeing something like that and like I've had some discussions with players in the East and like a little bit with Colin um, about like how you can get more women involved. Um, so I was like, well, it's not necessarily just a word of mouth. You've got to have something to kind of advertise for it. Right. Um, so that's something I'd like to have in the works. <laughs> I want to ask real quick. So, and again, this is me showing my terrible geography, but are you, um, do you still consider yourself East? Like you're not closer to North now? So I think, I don't know how the elite bracket works, but I'm in Ohio. So I think technically at North, but I am traveling to all of the East tournaments. Gotcha. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm on the, I was like, I'm an East coaster. And I was like, Ohio's technically, it's so far east, it shouldn't be classed as anywhere else. <laughs> well, you're also in the eastern time zone, so that, that should yeah. qualify you. Yeah, there's somebody um, was like, oh, you're moving to the Midwest. And I was like, how is it the Midwest? It's like the most easterly point. It's like, no. <laughs> I was like, they're just trying to get away from it. Well, like, I, how can the Midwest be like three quarters of the country? Yeah, it's pretty vast, but I also we think Midwest, like okay, Nebraska, Kansas, corn, endless cornfields. Yeah, I don't know where the states are. Don't think go. <laughs> it's in the middle, somewhere, so, somewhere in the middle between uh, in the middle. <laughs> Texas and uh, I think uh, Michigan. So yeah, somewhere, somewhere along there. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> the reason why I asked was because if you're you're talking about earlier how you might want to do like a like an all women's event um, and bring them over to. To Ohio, um, I was wondering if maybe that might be a good like meeting point for both East and North based um, and interested women players. So, yeah, that's that's, that's something I've, th- I've thought about because, um, especially in the North, I know when they had um, nationals this year at Minneapolis, they would held one of the tournaments uh, in Ohio. It was um, it was near Columbus. Um, but that's something where I was like, oh, that's something that some of the North players could get to too. But that was something that was just kind of a small idea that I'm like, oh, well, we're trying to look to see if we can get any gyms um, and potentially host some little tournaments. Um, and because it is very, very cheap in Ohio. <laughs> you got to take advantage of that. Awesome. Yeah, you're like, oh. And uh, that's why I was saying that then it's a lot of like if people are traveling. And I was like, well, if we have our apartment, I was like, if if the cat doesn't mind that there's like 20 women in here, I'll, I'll like have everybody just stay here for free or <laughs> I was it's like, whatever to make it cheaper for people to come. Cause I know like for a return flight, um, especially from like the DC area, I think it only costs like $90, maybe even less than that. I think it was $90 when I looked. Um, 
It's not bad. But I have to get something. <laughs> a s- small scale. Yeah, start no small. No promises and... to everybody yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start small and, and see where it can go. I mean, shoot, Elite started with just eight teams, and, and now look at it. It's, it's a monster. So Yeah. And that was only <laughs> nine, eight years ago. So Yeah. It's crazy how much it's grown. Right? Yeah. I mean, just like you said, start small and who knows, maybe a year from now we'll be talking about recaps. So Yeah. <laughs> but uh let's go ahead and proceed with these questions. Um Dominic asked, How's your foot? And I think you have been saying you, you had an injury uh last year and you've been covering so w- was that it? Like did you injure your foot? Yeah, so um it was in the middle of round robin in the women's division in round three. I broke my ankle on court. <laughs> so and it was like the most stupidest way ever um i ran for the ball on the rush um well before the rush kate karen's i don't mean to call her out but she said it she was like we'll try something new (laughs) that's a terrible way to start it (laughs) like we'll try something new like when you run up um Instead of getting one one ball, because it'd be that she would get two balls and then pass it over. She was like, you get two balls and then turn and pass it to um, Emily Hart. She's in the corner. So I was like, okay. And as I was running, I like picked up the ball and I was like, wait, how am I going to turn this so I don't get hit? And I put my foot down and then apparently my body moved and then the rest of my foot didn't move. Just said, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. And I snapped. <sighs> the fibula so it's that little bone just on the outside of your ankle and i had snapped it just in front uh just above it um oh. and that was like in the middle of the rush and i like twisted it at first and then when i'd landed i felt like a big crunch and then um luckily alfred uh, he's a podiatrist i was gonna ask like i guess you had like the best person to be there when that happened yeah <laughs> So that's when it when it happened. I was like, "Can you take a look?" So now everybody's like, "Oh, you you got your podiatrist." <laughs> nice. I was like, oh, "He's on hand. He's twenty four seven on call with me." Um, but he took a look, and when he had taken off my shoe to take a look, it like made a pop noise, and we mm. both made eye contact. And I was like, "It's broken." And then all the girls were lovely about it, and they like carried me out. <laughs> of the venue to uh, take me to hospital. I think it was uh, Kate's girlfriend had taken me to hospital. Um, and I just remember like people looking over and there was just me, there was like four people on me. One was on each limb and <laughs> like carried me out to the car. And then when I got my x-rays done, they're like, yep, you've, you've got a spiral fracture. Um, I was like, well, how long is it going to take me to like heal? Um, because I have a tournament, so I'd made that cloth team um, for the WDA. And uh, and she was like, oh, it'll only take four weeks to heal, which is lies. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I can still make it. And I was in a cast for six weeks. Oh, dang. Um, and then in a boot for three and a half weeks. And then, so when that WDA event was on, I was in a boot. <laughs> um, but, and then I missed nationals because of it too, because I couldn't play. Um, and then I was going to go to that Tribune, the draft, the Tribune tournament. But in uh, December, was, I think. 
right when I'd started playing dodgeball again. But at that point, I was like, oh, I don't want to, whilst I've just started, go out and then play like two days worth of hardcore dodgeball. Um, so I held out for the Elite Classic. So that was my first tournament back. But it's good now. I'm probably like 90, 93%. <laughs> like all, not 100% yet, but um, I could do a lot of my movements. I've just had to adapt a lot. Um, so I can't jump as much as what I used to because I think part of it is I'm just paranoid about planting my foot back down. Um, and after being immobile for so long. <laughs> Got to like get that trust, I guess. Or, I mean, is it, is it more yeah. mental now at this point or is your foot back to... It's like 100% mental. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I'm good to play on it and, and everything, but I'll like still wear a brace because I'm like, oh, I'm just worried sometimes. But when I play, like I've kind of adapted my game a lot um, to so where I don't have to like think about it whilst playing. So now when I play, I like don't, I don't even think about it, but I just won't be um, as like jumping as much. Right. More, more grounded, I guess, or. Yeah. Or I've, I've definitely worked on like blocking skills and what I can do to like make myself smaller. Um, so like watching lots of footage of like how players like crouch down and how they block like that and what they do successfully to where it doesn't just block into their foot and, so it's like doing those kind of things to adapt to my play more. Because um, I know like a lot of people, when they have bad knees, they don't want to drop on their knees. So like how do they adapt? They like fall back more. Like um, Crystal does that a lot. She was saying about, I was talking with her and she had said something about her knees. So she like falls back a lot um, because she doesn't want to drop forward. That's crazy that there's like a, I'll say that there's like a solution or an adaptation for everything, but yeah, yeah. If you um, you look at Crystal or because I I know Nate Crater does it a lot, so does Vince. They'll they'll do that like sliding backwards catch, and sometimes that seems yeah. way more effective than jumping. Yeah. And so there's like an like an answer or a, a counter for everything you can't do. Like oh, I can't jump, so I got to play around this, or I can't plant on my right foot anymore so i got to figure out a way to not block some take myself out and it just yeah. shows like yeah if you're if you're a great dodgeball player you'll, you'll figure out how to way you'll figure out how to play with foam with cloth you'll figure out how to play with uh you know a scared ankle or you just yeah. you just adapt and, and overcome <clears throat> um but it's healed though at, at the very least it's it's healed it's yeah. just you gotta it's, get over that mental it's good <laughs> yeah gotcha. it's just the mental now <laughs> gotcha um Edgar Fox asked, how are you feeling a few, a few years removed from Brexit? So was there a team called Brexit or is he just playing off of the whole Brexit? That's playing off the whole Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into that because that could be a whole podcast by itself. But uh, yeah, that's the, <laughs> I think you that's said, <laughs> yeah, I think you said you're, you're happier here anyway. So because of dodgeball yeah. <laughs> and we'll just <laughs> chalk it up to that. Like what? <laughs> Um, let's see. And I, I did want to ask about this one. So Justin, I'm pretty sure it's Bosch. I, I've heard it correct so many times, but I just mentally am going to mess it up no matter what I do. I think I'll go out of my way to mess it up. But he asks, um, do you miss playing with Power Lords? And did he spell that right? L-O-A-R. <laughs> he spelled it wrong. <laughs> like, was it doing Lords? Like, trying to... 
make Look, an accent? I, well, or? I don't think he was trying. I okay. think he just <laughs> makes a lot of spelling mistakes. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so so do you miss playing with Power Lords? I mean, you, you brought them up a few times earlier, so... what's to put uh, it nicely, I missed playing with some of the people. I see. <laughs> there, was, there were a fun team, and it was like a nice team to start, but um, so I'm a very positive player. So, like, every game, I'd always say, like, uh, every game, zero, zero. There's no score. It's like a fresh new game. And then um, instead of being like, you shouldn't have made that throw, be like, um, oh, next time, instead of doing this, approach it in this way. Um, so I try to be negative because I always say, if you, uh, not be negative, <laughs> be positive. Because if you promote, um, if you act positive, you stay positive. You stay, po uh, you play positive, right. and then you'll be successful because you're being in a positive attitude. I always feel like if you play negatively, then you just get so wound up that you make the same mistakes, and then that's when you see people like, yeah, you get flustered, yeah, or um, as you put it, so you just roar, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just roar, yep. Um, but so, like, I used to play with Justin um, and Dre. And Dre is, when I first met him, so he's one of those guys that um, you look at him and he's a really tall, like muscular man. He's got imposing the kind of guy. Head, and he's like, you're like, oh, this, he's got a really hard throw. And then he's the most Zen person <laughs> I think I'd ever met. Like he would do yoga before, like he's a fitness instructor, but he's very Zen. Like I've never seen him get angry. And so when we first started playing with Power Lords, Unfortunately, sometimes like if they have like a play would go wrong, things would come very negative and he would just be very calmed and he would just go off and like put a towel over his head and zen out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it was nice that I think that that year when I was like, oh, I don't really want to play with them. Um, Justin and Dre had um, and Speedy and Anthony that played with them. Um, they decided to leave. Uh, Power Lords too because they're like we want to play on a team that promotes this like kind of positive view right um, so I missed playing with them which is kind of nice because now with Goat I'll be get a chance to like reunite <laughs> reunite the Power Lords team <laughs> nice yeah you get to play with them again and um, I got to interview them and I remember in the interview I remember I was like, man this Dre seems like a pretty cool guy but then when I saw him I was like this guy's a monster he's huge <laughs> like yeah everybody's like oh Dre's got the hardest throw or like he's this big guy that you get in like very intimidated and then you just meet him and he's such a sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Still, still great in the court though, but Don't off the court he seemed really cool. Yeah. He's like killer on the court, but yeah. <laughs> not going to call him a sweetie when I'm facing off against him with the ball. <laughs> hey, sweetie, can you pass me the ball? <laughs> yeah. Won't be doing that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Goat, Goat's a great team and, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do this year and both open and co-ed. Me um, too. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got some some stake involved. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, teams to look forward to, Sergio Leone asks: um, Are there any women's matchups you look forward to playing with um, with Royale, or which team are you eyeballing um, so far from a, from a preseason standpoint? Like, who are you looking forward to playing against as of now? So, especially in the East rounds. Um, there's this new team that's forming that's called Clash, um, that. which is uh, Tasha, Tasha's team, Tasha Maven. I don't know mm. if that's her actual name or if that's her Facebook name, 
she's a good friend of mine. So I'm just I'm oh. like, oh, no. Um, but that's got like Tasha, um, Danielle Zielinski. Um, it's got a lot of the Canadian players. Okay. Um, I'm going to butcher people's names. I think it's Mar- Marcel. Marcel. <laughs> um, they've got a lot, a lot of good Canadian players, and um, some of them were the ones that won Sin City this year with the Sin City slots. Um, Tanya Kaiser's team, they won the women's in Sin City this year. Okay. Um, so they're definitely a team that I'm looking forward to playing against because some of the players I haven't actually seen how they play and there's no footage, so I can't see how they play. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also another player that they've got um, is Emily Baumgardner. And I used to play with her on Arkham in co-ed and she's a fantastic player. She's like one of the main reasons that when in the East, I was like, I want to be as good as her. She's a great player. Um, but she left dodgeball for the past two years. So it'll be good seeing her come back out and play again. Um, so I think that they're going to be a really good team and mix things up a lot. Cause I know, especially a lot of their players play really like aggressively on the court. Um, so rather than just defensively, so it'd be good having another team that kind of plays aggressively too. It's pretty cool. I was going to ask, cause I, I was trying to remember Arkham was like, Oh, I remember a, um, and I, this is the, the weirdest thing. I don't know if people are going to pick up on it, but I remember her name, um, Baumgartner because I think that's the name of the kid from Rookie of the Year. And so for some reason, that always just like stuck. So I always wonder like what happened to her, if she's still playing. Yeah, she, um, I think the thing was, was she works for uh, LinkedIn. And I think she had to do like a lot of traveling. Um, and then she's also really into uh, volleyball too. I see. Um, so I think some of it was just like commitment that um, she was, was, has like such a busy schedule that she was like, oh, I don't, I can't find the time as much. Um, and then I think what happened was um, we <clears throat> had a uh, flow on a team um, and we had like mixed up some of the roster. Um, and then unfortunately flow had left and Emily left um, too. And then since then she didn't join another team. Um, but every time I talk to her, I'm like, you need to come back out. Like she's a great player. Um, at the time, probably the one best players in the East. Um, so it's a real shame for her to go. So that's why I'm really excited for her to come back and play. And as soon as Tasha had posted the video that they had of their team um, on hashtag Dodgeball Family, I was like, oh, you've got Emily to come back and play. This is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I would say, like, even though they'd be one of our rivals, I'm like, well, you got to play the best to be the best. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I beat them, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. You would look at it as like, uh, oh, you're just now school for me to become the best. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that on many accounts now. Yeah, you're like, That's yes, awesome. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking at their. Um, their Facebook page and the graphics and how they're releasing like players and that's some really good work. So looking forward to seeing how team. It's really nice. Yeah. I love the flash and then the kind of faded um, look with the like falling stars kind of look. Yeah, the branding is just like so on point. I love it. So it's good yeah. stuff. 
Um, let's see. Sergio definitely went ham on this thread, and I'm just trying yeah. to see <laughs> if there's some questions like, we might. You're the question master. <laughs> he's he's really good, and Sergio, if you're listening, thanks, man. Because sometimes he'll ask questions that I thought of or forgot or or didn't catch. Yeah. So he's kind of like my my safety net. Um, he had asked, um, coming from Europe, are there any noticeable differences between the evolution of the women's game as far as participation and play level? So that's actually a good one. Um, how, how would you how would you approach that? Like, is there a big difference between um, women here in, in the states versus um, in England, or what's what's that like? So in England, they. I feel like England kind of had a head start. So everything's like really organized out there. They have like a league that's similar to like USA Dodgeball. Um, so they had like a women's division, I think before they had a women division here. Hmm. Um, so they've been developing that more and more. But I have to say um, in regards to like, especially on the West Coast, there's so many women involved. And that's great to see that they can host these tournaments where there's tons of these teams. Um, and like, we're getting more women on, on the East coast. Um, so as regard to like, um, as in participation, um, there, I think America's growing to where it will be kind of like, Oh, the same sort of standard, but play wise, I think America has England beat nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of like some of the European players too, because playing against some of these girls, like in England, they play dodgeball, but I really like how a lot of the American girls play. And like, especially some of the West coast girls play where they play quite aggressively. Um, so it's like when you're playing, you're going back and forth and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you just throw at me. I'm going to punish you if you throw at me. It's going to cost um, you. So I think, <clears throat> Evolution-wise, I think America has better talent. Well, some of these people in England are going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause but, yeah, I think it just here. needs to get to that, the level of, like, organizational level gotcha. um, is what they have out there. Cool. So on, on the organizational standpoint, you want to say Europe's kind of ahead a little bit, but in terms of competition, America's kind of pulling ahead there. Yeah, I think America has better competition because there's a lot of top tier teams. It's not just in the women's, so like open two and co-ed. There's a lot of teams that are like at the top, whereas I feel like in England, there's only a certain number of teams that are at the top and then there's like different levels as you go down. Um, so I think competition wise, it's it's better here for my like, for my personal development as a player and like the style that I play. Right. And as you mentioned before, like when you go back to Europe to play, you're just like, you're different, like a little bit sharper maybe, or you have like more, more tactics to employ or, or you're just kind of like, you can show that how much you've grown a little bit. Yeah. Like I'll, a lot of my team can say this too. Like I'm never going to be the one that would be like, I'm the best player or I'd never be like that. I'm always like humble to my skill, but it's that I've learned something that's not necessarily made me a better player than them, but it's something that they don't, they've not used in their game. So it's like, right. gives me advantage. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you got that edge. Well, like you're saying with pump faking, like, oh, check this yeah. out. <laughs> like just freaking people out with this weird tactic that they're not used to. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, let's see. Are you team taco or team pizza? Actually, I'm really curious. Now. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't even finish the sentence. Okay. 
<laughs> I, I guess that's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm in the Southwest. I'm very spoiled. There's, I mean, the best Mexican food you can ever get is here in Arizona. So, I've always loved Mexican food. Um, so good. After living in New York for three years, <laughs> everybody was like, "The pizza's the best there." I'm like, mm, <laughs> "I love the tacos." <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as I tacos, saw that though. question, someone posted that. I was like, "I'm gonna make." someone happy with being team talker. I think you made Sean Anderson happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he, he seems to enjoy his tacos, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. Just again, you're saturating pizza here. Yeah. I mean, not as much, but definitely um, saturated in, in tacos and they're, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I just, <laughs> I just love my pizza, man. So good. Um, he also asked, let's see, might have to pluck one out of these. Um, what is your favorite jersey from each region? Curious about that oh. one, actually. Um, okay, so East, Goat. Fair. <laughs> I think everyone's going to say Goat. Yeah, they, they got a sick design. <laughs> they got a good look. Um, I, I just like, it's so vivid. I'm, like, I'm not even that big of a fan of the color pink. But I think it's just the color schemes. Yeah, they made it work somehow. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of happy that I'm playing on their team. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, nice jersey. Um, and then from the north, I'd have to say Dynasty. Yeah, they look good. It's that same kind of similar thing where it's that color contrast is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I like the lion and that they have like a crest um, as like their other logo. So I'm like, oh, it's kind of British. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You're drawn to that. Yeah. Bias. Um, oh, on the West Coast, I have to say rainbows. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's the colors. <laughs> I like, this is where I was also saying, like, oh, it's kind of contradicting because my team's got some black jerseys. Um, but I just like the different colors because there's a lot of jerseys you see where it's like black and then writing or um, grr kind of style. Right. Um, so it's nice to see something different and that's like bright and colorful. Because um, I really like the one that's it's kind of um, blurred colors. Not They have one that's got the stripes on it with the trees, I think. And then they have the kind of uh, where it's mixed into one with the mountain. I love that one. Hmm. And then I don't really know about the South. I'm unfortunately one of those players that I don't know much of the, the jerseys that they have down there. <laughs> yeah. They're, um, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like I, I, I do like the outsiders because it does have a good like red and black kind of combination. Yeah. Adrenaline Rush looked really good when they did show up. Ooh. Yes, Adrenaline Rush. That was my favorite one when they, I remember seeing them at Boston. And they bust um, out with like the, the different color scheme the next day. I'm like, you guys can't do that. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> you look too good. Stop it. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to, I'm actually going to try and go to South Round 1 this year. Oh, nice. So we have to update you on the, <laughs> which jerseys are like the best there. Awesome. We can come back to that one. Uh, let's see. Sergio's next question kind of ties into one that I want to ask, but um, Colin asks, how has dodgeball strengthened your relationship? And I'm guessing 
with uh with alfred here <laughs> um i think it's helped a lot oh I, he even asked for clarification <laughs> yeah i was like wait what do you mean by relationship well he messaged me and he was like you're still with alfred aren't you it's like oh yes oh, okay that would have been <laughs> I was like okay that's what you meant yeah um because i thought you meant like relationship was like what with like the sport or <laughs> like friends or teammates yeah friends. <laughs> um but it's nice having somebody that is also as into dodgeball as what i am um so like he was actually one of the like this one of the first people that i ever met um nice in the dodgeball like going to the rec league he was there and um it was great like i was talking with him and, and when we started dating he was like oh, i love the fact that you're like really into dodgeball too so we like have these conversations like normal and then when we have we'll be driving somewhere and it'll be like um like we would drive from like uh, new york to cleveland to visit some family and the entire drive we'd end up talking about dodgeball and it was like oh this helps my drive so much nice. it just makes <laughs> and, it go by really fast yeah and like playing it would happen to play on the same team together and it was like good to be able to talk about like team tactics too but it's nice because we get to travel together to um a lot of tournaments and he's a great uh, moral support too so when i play we'll do a lot of um some critiquing so he'll be like oh on that last play i'll be like what did i do wrong because i did something wrong he's like oh you need to be more patient or um i saw that you pushed up too soon so if you're worried about someone sniping you like step a bit further back and like okay and then he'd be the same thing he's like look i did something wrong then can you help me out that's really um, cool so it's both strengthened strengthened our relationship and uh strengthened our skills and like being able to critique yourself that's cool and that doesn't um turn into like fighting or you guys don't get on each other's nerves with uh, that kind of criticism because like i've heard I've seen some couples <laughs> go at it <laughs> when they play some together. Couples. So, no, we'll we'll be good. I think it's because it's like I said. Like I always try and promote uh, positive. Mm -hmm. So, like if you approach a scenario, so like let's say I'm not saying he's done this, but goes up and he throws all the balls, or he does something where he, like he pushes up too much and like gets himself out instead of being like you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have pushed up. I'm like, look, I noticed that you've gotten out when you pushed up that far, uh, next time, if you feel like you're getting out, like I was saying, like step further back before you throw. Um, and you'd be like, oh, like, thank you. Like, I, I don't believe that if you have a problem, like you should yell at someone about it. Right. Like, you should approach it from a different point, like give a solution rather than an argument for it. So we very rarely ever have, like, I don't think we've had any like on court issues <laughs> of court in regards to dodgeball that's awesome yeah Al alfred's awesome like i remember i think I, I laughed so much when we played against uh you guys and, and him in the classic and i remember one time i was just like so dead set on hitting him not in a malicious way but just because i had to it's, it's dr kwan he must take him out yeah <laughs> and I, I had him like dead to rights and uh i just like wanted to just blast him but i couldn't do it and i ended up missing i was like oh why did i show nerves why did i show mercy and he just like started laughing and yeah it was it was it was hilarious and i just i can't see uh can't say a, a bad thing about him he seems like a really cool person and seems like he would be able to 
take criticism lightly and, and, and stay positive and, and not uh, subscribe to the yelling to improve oh, definitely. people. Like he, sometimes he'll like get annoyed himself as like people do when you like, if you do something and you're like, oh, that was so stupid. Yeah. But like I was saying, it's, it's always key to like, if whenever you're on a team to try and not give that negative uh, buy back. So it's kind of like, oh, if he does get annoyed, then I'll be like extra tentative to be like, look, if you want anything to like help you, I'll help you out. And then just to not fuel fire with fire. Right. Just fuel it with ice cream. <laughs> oh man, I want ice cream now. <laughs> that, no, that's that's great. Like you said, you just for, uh, worry about the solution, not, not the problem, and just kind of redirect it to to yeah. take something positive out of it and something constructive. Yeah, <laughs> like um, our team was fluffy bunnies. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't have anything negative. With can't that. get angry at that. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> um, let's see. This would be a good one. Um, Sergio Leone again asks, um, and this is. This is David Tate's question, um, but who would your four uh, individuals be for Mount Dodgemore, which is like um, like the Mount Rushmore of dodgeball? That's the one with all the, the presidents on it, isn't yep. it? Correct. Oh, God, it's so bad. Don't feel bad. I couldn't even tell you who they are right now, so I'm terrible. But, yeah, that's the uh, one. Oh. I don't know. Let's see. I'd say definitely... Jake Mason. He he's done so much uh, for the community, and I think it's absolutely amazing that he's the USA Dodgeball. Um, it's so nice, to, like, have an organization um, that everything can kind of fall under. Um, so I know, like in England, they used to have the UK DBA, and it would be that you'd have to pay a membership to play, and then they would help host tournaments, and that would like go towards refs and like paying for refs. So it's nice to see that all oh, the USA is finally getting something like that. Right. Um, and then I'm trying to see Mark Mark Acom. I think that's how you say his name. It's it's a comb. Uh, comb. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. I'm like I know this guy. I've known him for so long. I've been butchering his is name. Is it a comb or a comb? A it, comb. It's like a comb, like a hair comb. And oh. that's, that's how I'll always remember it now. Because he even told me, like, it's spelled a comb. Like, oh, okay. A comb. Yeah. I've been saying it wrong for so long. Yeah, well, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> done so much. And I think, especially for me, like, coming from a different country and, like, playing competitively and then coming here and then finding Elite. Like, I'm, when I first came, I was like, oh, Elite was the only thing that was here. And then people told me about what happened with, like, NDL and mm. stuff and also seeing some of your like OG panel and learning like just how much him and like other people have done to get away from that and like actually do something that's for the players um, so I think he des definitely deserves to be up there um, and then I think for the sport definitely in the women's Kelly that's a good um, one Salomon. Salomon. <laughs> I'm worse than you at pronouncing it. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Makes me look good. I appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, Kelly Salomon. Yeah, she's a sweetheart too. I met her. I think it was during my first elite season when I think did you come out with Titan to Boston? I did. Yep. Um, For round three in July. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, 
I met her then. We went out for brunch with our team and she came out and she's oh, just like a lovely person. Like seeing her, especially when I went to the first ever, one of the classic tournaments was the one I went to in December. That's amazing how well that that's run and that she does that for the women's. And then that happens like every year. And she's, um, I don't know if I should say, but we do have like a group that's like a women of dodgeball. So where it's like a forum. So like women can talk about experiences in dodgeball and whatnot. And she kind of fronts um, or like started that and created it. Um, so it's nice to kind of have like a spokesperson for it. Um, and she does, I think she, even though I'm like on the East coast, I can tell that she does a lot to help promote women in dodgeball from these competitive tournaments and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and from your OG panel, she's been a, in the game for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I was really grateful to, to be able to, to steal her for a couple hours um, because she's constantly active and constantly doing things and has her hands in everything. And so she really did help shed a lot of perspective yeah. into the OG panel. And because I personally have known her for a very long time as well, um, but she's always just been just gung-ho get stuff done don't, don't don't mess with her like if, if you need to ref like she will make you ref she's definitely scares yeah. the crap out of me but uh, that hashtag that's awesome. like kelly killed us or... kelly tried to kill us yep kelly tried to kill us <laughs> that's i've always wanted to go to that women's classic but it's just always happened to fall at like a really bad time yeah. it's like this year i was like this is my year i'm gonna go i'm gonna make the effort to go and then it's the one weekend i can't do it because my mother's visiting oh dang <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Dang it, mom. <laughs> like, like, oh no. I haven't seen you in a year, but oh no. Uh, I guess that's a good that's a good reason. That's fair. <laughs> that is a good reason. Um, and then for the last one, I probably have seen Nicole Chasen. Nice. Um, I met her a couple of years ago. She she'd come out, so she also was at that round. Um and I know I also went to see like a US open match with her. Um but I think like Ish came out and Nina Fuare came out. Um, Fiore, and I got I to meet them and we watched some tennis together. Huh. And and then I like found out that she helped basically create the Team USA. Um, or like one of the people to start like a the international part of it from America. Yep. Um, if I've gotten that wrong, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I'm I'm pretty. I'm like 99.9% .9 sure it was, it was her and, and Bill Fair really spearheading yeah. the whole getting um, the U.S. into the WDBF, spearheading the Team USA, and then also yeah. um, refining it too. And being, again, I might be wrong at this point, but, but I'm pretty sure she was inst instrumental in how Team USA was selected last year and how they're yeah. going to move things and make things better moving forward. So. Yeah. And def definitely for me personally, mm -hmm. after seeing her at that tournament, because that was like the first time I'd seen anybody on the West Coast like and how they played and seeing her, I was like, I want to be like her. <laughs> nice. I was like, oh, she's a great player. Like, I love how she moves. And I was like, oh, it's like so fluid. I'm so used to like in England, you just like jump side to side. And then, <laughs> well, well, when I was first in Dillon, I was like, oh, she's dropping. She's like going for everything. And I was like, oh, so she was someone that when I first started out in Elite that I really admired. So I think she should be up there. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Just on the court, off the court, just all around. 
pretty good pretty good person um rob hometown asked well he more like states but i think we kind of covered this a little bit but he said please talk about the competitive level differences between usa and england and then also i love alfred uh you said no love for me he said all <laughs> so i think he might have saved himself but um we, we did kind of cover um the competitiveness a little bit but i did want to ask um what was it was it like meeting him and, and playing on the same actually you know what let me slow down because you said you were injured right for for us dodgeball team usa yes so i couldn't play uh in the cup but i was on the sidelines gotcha uh, but i'd played like a little bit with him before at one of the sessions um no he is awesome on the he's court got a great and person. personality and he's like just seeing him play you can tell that he just loves it um, I know Alfred plays with, um, played with him a lot, and he's just so a great guy to be on the court with. He's got a good attitude. <laughs> yeah, I've known Rob since 2005, and uh, I, I can't think of one bad thing to say about him. Um, he's just always been an incredible ambassador to the sport, somebody that you really want to represent dodgeball, regardless of the organization, and he's just so positive. Um, I haven't gotten... I think I might have played against him once this entire time, so still waiting for that to happen. But um, he seems like a great person. I know that there's like obviously a little bit of um, I'm using the word like stigmatism or stigma. The word, uh, yeah, between the um, obviously like um, with NDL before, but it's a real shame that he doesn't play in elite. Yeah, that that's okay. I do have something bad to say about him. He hasn't played elite. (laughs) <laughs> with us he won't <laughs> he won't play dodgeball with us <laughs> he he had um kind of hinted that he was going to come out to a round last year um, I s- they ended up not coming out i saw a post saying something about getting back into the fray new york empire don't know if that's an elite participation yeah, thing or what that's about but yeah i don't i don't know i know i know definitely last year they had like said oh we're definitely coming to an elite round and then it never happened but it's a shame um, that they don't come out and play um, or in a league. Because I know they have like a little league that they run there and they play cloth a lot. Um, yeah, which he said he loves. So crazy. Crazy yeah. cloth people. Um, well, maybe, maybe, we'll see. maybe this is the year. Robbie, if you're listening, come on, man. Yeah, come in. We got to have our, <laughs> we got to have our battle. Um, Let's see. Abdul Saeed. Actually, do you know if I'm saying his name right? I think I am. Saeed? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, he asked chips or french fries. Oh, okay. This is a... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I got it. Oh, man. I finally got it. I was like, well, duh. French fries. Chips are okay if you don't have like, any other what? options. And then... <laughs> You're like, do you have any food preferences? Yeah. Uh, Sean Anna said those are literally the same thing. And I... Well, actually, hold on. Did you say vastly different or... Okay, I'm going to back out and just let you explain. Yeah. Chips, chips or french fries? So for, for England, so chips are kind of like... They're not french fries. The french fries are like really thin. Um, and yeah, well, however you get them. And then in England, they're like um, kind of a similar thing, but they're chunkier and fluffy. Um, so it's... Have you been to like when they have 
Irish pubs or whatnot, and they say like fish and chips. And then I don't know if they have just a regular French fries or if the big chunky ones, but it's basically if you were to take mashed potato and then kind of fry it, it's oh, so good. Hmm. But um, I say, I say chips, not French fries. <laughs> um, and then when he was saying chips or crisps in England, they call chips crisps. And I just now don't call them anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say nachos or <laughs> nachos. That's what it's turned into. There's so many times where I'll say something and then somebody like, what? <laughs> Do you ask I'm for like, like crisps? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, the, the worst thing is, is when I go into a restaurant and I'll say, oh, can I have some tap water? And they're like, what? Like, can I have some tap water? What are you talking about? Like, water. Oh, do you mean water? It's like, no, yeah, water. And <laughs> so now, like, if I say certain stuff, I'll be like, oh, I'm just not going to say any of this. Because <laughs> then the people will be like, what do you mean? Um, but every time I go into, like, an Irish pub and if they have, like, fish and chips on the menu, I always have to ask. I'll be like, is this your chips as in, like, your chip? like chip chips where they're like nacho chips <laughs> or are they like the fluffy chips or are they french fries or are these and chip french chips fries, and i'm like just give me the sweet potato ones <laughs> oh geez you just go completely <laughs> left field yeah, like no <laughs> that's funny i think uh i think we call the fatter french fries steak fries oh yeah i think i've heard that someone say steak fries yeah so i think oh. that might be closer to fish and chip fries and they don't taste as good. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> England have but the I'll best. I'll take your word for it and try it sometime. Or fluffy fries. <laughs> that's just so funny. Are these chip chips or chip chips? Like, just yeah. that's gotta be frustrating. <laughs> well, that's so. There's a big thing in England where it's like you have. Um, so after a night out, you'll go to um, like a kebab place or like a deli place or whatever. Um, and you order chips with like either cheese chips and gravy or uh, chips covered in curry sauce or like chips with chili and cheese. Me First moved here, me and my friend went out to dinner and we we're like, oh, they have chips and chili. They have, they have chips and chili. Let's get this. And it came out and it was the nacho chips. And we both sat there and we're like, we are so disappointed. <laughs> this is not what we wanted. I was like, this is not what we wanted. So now whenever I go anywhere, if I'm not deliberately ordering nachos, I will not order it. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to be the same. I was lied to. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so much trauma, so much heartbreak. <laughs> I'll never recover from this. No. Oh, man. That's why whenever I go back to England, I'm like, give me the chips. <laughs> I need all the chips. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm... Obviously not gonna be able to get fish and chips after this, but I need to have some kind of French fry. I'm I'm just <laughs> hardcore craving it now. So food on the brain. Oh, it's I'm definitely on the brain. Oriented, so I'll, be, <laughs> I'll like have breakfast. I'm like, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So just the thought of it, I'm like, I need food. What about dinner though? Uh, I know it's yeah. like eight hours away from now, twelve hours away, but what about it? <laughs> um, let's move to what I like to call again. I, I know I always preface this, preface this this way, and eventually I'll just start saying it but um and you catch him with this question and that is um what do you want to achieve in dodgeball and what keeps pushing you to play and get better other than your 
obvious competitive drive and um, what, what just keeps pushing you? Um, I think it's the fact that I feel like I'm forever learning. So I'll learn new stuff or I'll learn a new skill. And when I learn a new skill, I'll be like, oh, well, this has enhanced my game. I've not peaked. I can get even better. So definitely like when I, what I want to achieve is to just get better at playing and like be able to be, I'm sorry, just recognize more, but um, be able to be like, oh, I'm coming to this round and I want to step on a team and then be honored to have like somebody that's a great player be like, we'd love to have you. <laughs> right. um, I know that may sound silly, but um, I know uh, Tyler Greer, Greer he yeah. does those um, tribune lists. <clears throat> The rankings. And it's like sometimes uh, like the ranking um, list and sometimes there's a little bit of like controversy about it because like some people get left off and then um, some people like get upset or whatnot. Um, but it's good to see where if people to like to think of me from how I play or like how they've seen me play on the court, it's good to see where people think where I am and who I compare with. So then I can then look at the players that are above me and be like, okay, what can I do to make me almost like them and like play like them? Like I see Ashley Cook is one of my favorite players to watch. And I'll like say to her, and I'll be like, how do you do this throw? Like you throw from your knees. And it's not necessarily that I want to do that. I'm just like, how can you do that? You do like a full throw from your knees. And then... Um, so it was great, like, playing with her at the LA Classic um, and, like, seeing a little bit. Unfortunately, she got injured right at the beginning, so she couldn't play as much. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but, like, seeing players like Ashley and asking, like, what can I do to be better? Because I just want to learn. I love learning. And if there's anything I can do that helps improve my game or makes me even better. So when I face off someone like that, I can make them be like, no, I didn't think that this was going to be easy in. I wanted to make her fight against me, like nice. fight for the win. What can I do to do that? Um, so I think that's something that's, it's also that competitive play, but it's just, I just want to be able to play like these players and have a girl that's just starting out dodgeball or like a teenager that's be able to play and they see me like at the Y and they're like, you're a great player and be like, Oh, I'm actually like a really good player for um, like on the East coast or some of these good players and have her be like, I want to be like her. I'd love something like that and be able to have people look at me, how I admire all these other players. So it'd be nice. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sound <laughs> headed or <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> no I don't, I don't think so i think i mean so first of all like we said like i i just want to be constantly learning and want to learn all the ways that i can improve and get better and that's a great way to tell whether or not you've plateaued or hit that wall and if you did if you can push past it by learning some new skill or adapting to some new play style but then yeah. to kind of just take yourself out of your own shoes for more for lack of better words and try to be that player that people aspire to for all the right reasons, I don't. I don't think that's um, egotistical or or uh, I forget what the word is now. But um, I just love to be able to get better to where I can like help other people. 
Yeah. And like help them <clears throat> help the sport grow and like help them get better and be able to be like able to guide them more. Um, yeah. Use your powers for good and for the growth yeah. of dodgeball. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, I wanted to, to kind of comment about it again, or about it again, because we, we brought it up briefly with uh, with Rob. But, uh, I mean, so you entered into uh, competitive dodgeball, I think you said 2016, um, you know, and with that mentality of you want to be the best and you want to compete and you continue on that, that drive of pushing yourself and then you make – Team USA for U.S. Dodgeball for the World Cup. What was what was that like? Um, I mean, granted, unfortunately, you're injured, but just being able to to be selected for that and and represent the U.S. in a different style of dodgeball. That was that was really cool. Um, nonchalant way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. No yeah. big. It was a great experience because so one of my goals to try out for that and i know there's obviously like a little bit controversy about it was that i just wanted to a play cloth again but my goal was to try and make this team so i can play against some of my friends that i used to play with in england so being able to get that and be like look i play in england and um like look at how i've grown and that now I can like be able to play against some of the girls I played with who were, who were like, um, some of them play with Ireland. Um, a couple of girls play with England. Um, one of my close friends plays with Scotland and being able to be like, Oh, I can now play against you and it be at an international level. Um, so when I found out about that, I made that cloth team, I was like, Oh, not only am I getting to play cloth in America, <laughs> competitively um but i get to play against my friends um and then (laughs) broke my ankle (laughs) and it was like instant like heartbreak so i couldn't play against them um but there was i think it was this year i um for the technically the last last year i got picked to play in the combine um, but that was the week after I broke my ankle. Mm. Um, but that was something that I wish I could have gone to. Um, I think it worked out that luckily I'd said that because I was, so I'd moved to Ohio like a month after that. Um, I was like, I can't afford to go out there, but that's something that I would want to do because then I'd love to play against or like have the opportunity to play against some of the top players in the um, USA dodgeball WDBF be able to play against them and like see how I can learn from them um, so even being selected for that combine was like a huge thing for me <laughs> I was like oh my god that's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really cool I mean again just kind of getting to know you more and understand your dodgeball background and your story from I started playing um you know i didn't really take to it at first it was because batman said i couldn't play if i didn't make the teams who you know moving back over here to being selected to play for um usa dodgeball team usa to being invited to the combine i mean that that's really freaking impressive um and it just makes me wonder like what's in store for you moving forward so hopefully if i get better (laughs) (laughs) 
and that's the thing is like you just keep a level head the entire time like you're just constantly striving to get better and and play better and learn and adapt and um not letting not letting anything get in the way which um kind of feeds into the other question and that is you know since we're early into 2019 um is there a specific event that you're looking forward to the most um this year oh um specific event um to be honest, i'm just looking forward to round one <laughs> <laughs> nice. i'm looking forward to going to elite <laughs> which is uh next weekend right um yes it's, yeah, it's uh, really soon we, we fly out to philly on friday um so i'm excited oh nice what time i might be able to get this ready by then um we fly the deadline I think it's at like uh, our flights at 6 p.m. or something. Ooh, 3 p.m. Okay, I'll so try. Yeah, uh, two. Wait, 4 p.m. I can't do math. <laughs> 4 p.m. Where you are? Um, I'm just. I'm really looking forward to round one, um, just because my elite season was cut short, um, unfortunately, and then I couldn't play at nationals. But there's a lot of stuff. On my goal for this year is to try especially because we're in Ohio and we don't have access to as much like um, competitive dodgeball. Um, one of my big goals is to travel more. So like we went to the LA Classic. Um, I'm going to the East Rounds. I'm going to try and do South Round 1. Um, gonna Now I know that the North has a women's division. They've just come out with like a 4v4 women's division. Yep, they're trying to grow that too. Yeah, if it's in round two, I was going to try and go. Um, I'm hoping to go to the Twin Cities Throwdown. That's nice. in April. Um, and I think that's that foam tournament. And I know they do like a women's draft um, and then a co-ed. Um, I think the Boosh guys are hosting it. Um, but I'm aiming to go to that. And then I think one of my biggest goals for the year is to get invited to the combine event again and then being able to just go and then try and learn from the best players. But that might be a lot to ask, but <laughs> hopefully. Well, there's a lot of time between now and then, I believe, and I'm pretty yeah. sure we'll learn about like which events will be scouted and, and how that whole process goes. But, um, I mean, just from what you've accomplished last year, um, I mean, who knows? Like, I, I'd say your chances are pretty good just if you continue on this path. So definitely hope that pans out for you. Um, hope so too. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, finally, I saved this question for last. Um, this is my favorite question. And that is, uh, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date given all that you've done so far i have i think i have like two awesome a couple came prepared um, excellent <laughs> you're like i've already prepared no um so one <clears throat> it was east round two last year we we're in baltimore and we were playing against uh tigers so it's like and i think there was another player left on my team, Jose. Um, this was when I was playing with Arkham and Coed. And we were playing against Tigers. And I think we had, we played against them and I'd managed to get um, like three or four of their players out. Um, and then 
it was just me and Jose and it was Tim Wells left on the court. And we were going back and forth for a little bit. And he wasn't throwing at Jose. He was like going at me and I was dodging it, going back and forth. And then um, all of my, or like majority of the girls that play on my women's team just happened to be watching the game. And I just hear like, go Jenny, go Jenny. And then uh, it was like me and Tim were staring each other down. And then I just I went for it and he went to try and go for the catch. But I pegged him right um, just above his ankle on his shin and got him out and won the game. And then um, all the girls were like, Wah! and I ended up doing this like sidestep gorilla move. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not necessarily that, oh, I closed out the game. It was just that reaction to it and like having my women's team on the other side, like, <laughs> what? You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> is, it, is it on film by any chance? I don't know. Hopefully somewhere. <laughs> it's got it's gotta be. Tim always films uh the tigers and himself playing, so it's it's out there. It's gotta He's probably be. Probably got it hidden somewhere because I've, I've got him out. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta unearth that. It, it's gotta be. <laughs> um That's awesome. and then another one that it was recently, it was like that LA classic. And I I love Crystal for it. So um we were playing against uh, Vince's team. I forgot what they were called. Was it in my feelings? Um, it was where it was Sounds Vince right. Kelly and um, with Azalea, uh, Lauren Hoffman, um, I think Kiki too. Um, so when we played, it was the no sting round robin. We were playing against them, and in one of the games, I had gone up. Uh, to throw and then Vince threw at me from like five feet away and I was down on the ground laid down and I'd caught it <laughs> and then everybody was like whoa and then Billy threw at me and I just missed it ever so slightly oh man and then I got out and then Crystal goes up to me and she's like what <laughs> and then later on um when we played 8.5 we played them again and um it was, it was, I think it was like, um, down to just me by myself. And then it was, um, Kiki, Azalea and, um, or it was just those two and me and someone else. Um, the guys with through Kiki caught it, brought Billy in and then he like instantly rushes and then he goes to throw at me. I catch Billy and then, um, bring in another teammate, uh, we knock out Azalea and then it's like me and Kiki going back and forth for a while. And then um, eventually she ended up getting me out. And I was like, Oh, so close to winning that game. And then Crystal just comes up to me. And she's like, so you know that time when you caught Vince and Billy. Nice. <laughs> so the entire tournament, she said that. And I was like, Oh, that just makes me feel really good. <laughs> I see Crystal do that. She's, she's an amazing person. She's really good she's at that. She's so sweet. She's the um, best. But yeah, those were just some fun times. But I know when I caught Vince, every time we played afterwards, he had like a vendetta. <laughs> mm -hmm. That'll happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, he's gunning for me. <laughs> You've been marked. Um, so you said like, you, you, you fell back and caught. Is, was that you adjusting for not being able to, to move forward as much? Or was well, that just pure I think reaction? I so elegantly fell. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Or I was like, um, I'd gone for like a cover, so I was counterattacking. And then 
I had placed myself where I was like right at the front and I just caught Vince in my peripheral vision and he just like rushed up. And I think it was like when I was turning to move, I kind of just ended up being on my back. <laughs> gotcha. And so when he threw, it was like almost an ideal position. <laughs> you just set up for, for a catch. <laughs> it wasn't me just going like, well, I was like, oh, I've got to catch it. But as soon as the ball hit me, I was like, don't let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on for dear life. So then when Billy threw, I was like, don't let go of it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like I almost had a Vince and then Billy from five feet away. Oh, that would be incredible. You would have heard the entire thing go crazy. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have let uh, Billy, he wouldn't hear the end of it. <laughs> no. I, and that would be fair not to. Like He, he deserves to hear, <laughs> went, hear it forever. We went for um, Korean. Uh, we went to Korean barbecue after and I was talking to him and I was like, Oh, so do you remember when I caught your bell and I almost caught you other one? It's just like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Kind of wish you did just so you can continue to, to get on him, tease him about that. Yeah. Those, I think those were some of my favorite moments playing. Um, but it's, I think it's not just like, Oh, for what I did. I think it's just like hearing some people's reactions and then it's yeah. like responding to that. Like, you're like, Oh, Thank you. <laughs> I think that's the thing is like when I ask people about, you know, their favorite moments, it's not something personal that they do or that they share or experience by themselves. It usually involves a collective of assortment of other people, players, friends, family that were sharing in that moment with them. And so yeah. that, that might be like the <laughs> the common theme there. But um well hopefully I mean I'm sure there's many more to come and you know I'm just thinking about, you know, going from again catching this canon person who's probably no big deal at the time to catching somebody like Vince and then Billy and then just seeing again the evolution of your of your, your journey. And um yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's what's in store for you in the future and seeing how that all plays out. But um since we're kinda kinda <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, I think you got a lot of dodgeball left. But um I think we're getting past the probably by the time this is edited maybe the 235 mark which is fine by me but uh <laughs> might want to have to bring this so much talking here. Okay. yeah no, it, was, it was it was good and it was um i mean there's a lot of elements that you could bring that you're able to bring in um just talking about like the european aspect been meaning to, to dabble into that some more and I just remember um when i talked to you doing the la classic I was like oh it's a perfect opportunity to do that so yeah um, yeah it was, it, was, it was a great conversation and, and you know thank you so much for your time but um I think for now we'll kind of just end the interview there and pick up some other time. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny, for, for hopping on and, and for being willing to spend so much time uh, on the podcast. If you're still listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. There was definitely a lot to cover and really enjoyed going into the whole European scene just a little bit. And um, I definitely plan on doing it more in the future. So this is kind of like a warm up to that. But um, yeah, it, it was it was awesome. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good stories people have, I'm realizing. And I know that we're kind of itching towards now the three hour mark. Um, but uh, as I said before, I, I don't really apologize for that. Um, there's always pause, there's always, uh, well, eventually, there'll be like a table of contents. But also on that note, um, if you haven't noticed already, I did start putting, actually I put all of the previous episodes onto YouTube because YouTube actually does save your place. And it's also just another channel which to be able to uh, release these episodes. So um, yeah, there you go. That That's my answer to these uh, the long form podcasts is, hey, if it's too much, push pause, catch it on YouTube. And um, yeah, I just hope you enjoy it all around. So 
For those of you that are traveling to Elite uh, East Round 1, good luck. Um, definitely hoping I can catch you guys in time for those commutes. For everybody else, um, Elite's coming. Uh, I'm excited. This month is going to kick off a lot, of, uh, a lot of dodgeball, this month being March. But anyway, I am now rambling because the coffee has finally hit, so I'm going to just end it here. So if you're still listening, have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Uh, great evening, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, so we'll go ahead and begin with Colleen. Colleen, Colin, oh boy. Colleen? Colleen. I just read, I told you I do this all the time. I read <laughs> Colin Dowling. I said, Colleen. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Uh, It'll probably come out more now, but um, I'll be like, oh, I think I know names. And then as soon as I say something.